Alex Hormozzi and Gary Vee have created a legacy through their social media platforms, but what is it that made them successful with this process? Was it nose strips, swearing? Do I give a f about my employees more than do I care about my employees? Or was it the person behind the camera? I sat down and spoke with Alexis, who is the creative director to a $1 million a month entrepreneur, Tanner Chajesta, who is also friends with Alex Hormozzi and Gary Vee. Now there are a couple of tricks and hacks that these guys use to creating better content. Alexis goes into them, but he also goes into a lot of problems that videographers face with earning more money and shows you a clear pathway of how to make seven to $10,000 a month. So let's get into it. Thanks for coming on, dude. It's funny when you meet someone. I, I literally spoke to Gentry about this. It's mm. like you're the same, but you, is there something different because you're so used to seeing like the two-dimensional version? Right, of them? right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I know you. I feel like I went through the um, through the hurricane with you, like because you oh, documented true. everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a um, like a proper video video coming out yeah. soon. Like we want to improve our storytelling abilities, mm -hmm. and it's pretty. It's fine. I'm sure it's a lot of footage though, right? You got to go through. A lot of footage, but we're also like we're testing out. I want to make sure that it's more about a story. So like if mm. I'm w talking through some events, like I'll reenact it in a way that you don't realize. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it is, it's just like, it's real, you know, you know disconjointed. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the viewer goes, meh, whatever. You should, uh, whenever it's done, you should uh, submit it to uh, Fort Myers Film Festival. Ah. And they got one in Naples too, I think. Naples Film Festival. Interesting. I was just going to YouTube it. You, I mean, you could do that Can too. Can you still submit it after that? I don't know. I don't know how it works, dude. Yeah. Because some of those are like funny. They're like, it can't have been seen before. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it would be good like publicity for you and stuff like that. Okay. So I'll look into that for sure. Yeah. But um, so for anyone listening, Alexis. Yes. Uh, I, did I slide in your DMs? I think I slid in your DMs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when people say that it's like a sexual undertone, so it caught me off guard. It, really? Yes. Sorry. Well, there's no sexual intention, <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> I, I always use that that terminology, but you're right. It definitely It's like Netflix and chill. Exactly. But not, it's like, did we Netflix and chill, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, we didn't chill. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let people know what it is you do. Um and I mean, would you shoot the sh and see okay. where it goes? All right, yeah. So my name is uh, Alexis Turan. Uh, I do uh, video marketing, uh, video coaching, uh, video strategists, everything video marketing related. Um, so that's one aspect, and then the other aspect, I uh, coach uh, videographers on how to make their passion into an actual business. So. Mm. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. One yeah, thing yeah. you posted the other day, which was, it was so true. Cause I had the same advice, which shifted my, sh from a, a friend of mine six months earlier. It's, uh, most people are chasing everything mm -hmm. and they end up collecting a shitload of peanuts mm. instead of, I guess, the nut tree. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, that especially happens in, um, in like freelancing, right? Like, you're, you know, I, I can only speak for video, but like when you're doing video and you're freelancing, you're kind of getting all these different gigs. You do a wedding one day, a music video one day, you do like a, you know, whatever brand, blah, blah. But at, at the end of it, you haven't really, yeah, you made money, but you haven't really built anything. Like you haven't really built an actual sustaining business. You're still like hustling, which is fine, right? But then like 10, 20 years down the road, you're going to look up and you're still hustling. And it's like, you know. You don't, nobody wants to be 60 years old still freelancing, so. Yeah, doing the rat race. Doing the rat race, right, right. So I try to help people get out of that. Um, and it's baby steps, right? There's, like, levels to all of it. But, like, if I can get you to step one, 
then I feel like, you know, if you can usually get to step one, you usually, like, just think about, like, when you go to the gym, dude, it's like, just get to the gym. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, like, everything else falls into place. Yeah. So. So, because I noticed from personal experience, I mean, doing vlogs, for example, for me, it was, I loved the storytelling part. Right. But obviously, when there's no money coming in from that, yeah. you lose the passion to a degree. Right. Um, and then when I moved here, the reset yeah. for like, you know what? I'm going to just double down on video. Yeah. And the funniest thing that I noticed this, this big shift for me was again, my, my friend who he used to make 200, 300 K a month right. with his production company. It was just right. him and one other dude. It's nice. And his thing goes to me, he goes, dude, you're charging too cheap. Yeah. And no joke. I doubled my price. Mm-hmm. And now I was like, it was this relief. It was like, I got the same amount of no's. Mm-hmm. But now when I got a yes, I was like, oh, crap. I'm literally making double. Yeah. In yeah. like, And all of a sudden, my stress was gone. Yeah. It was more <laughs> yeah. fun, you know, yeah. at the scale. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest block you think for, for videographers Not with charging worth. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know their worth. Like, and and I, I've, like, I don't know if this kind of like what you dealt with, but I dealt with this. Like, I, I was always like, I'm like, are people really going to pay me this much money for a video? Because like. I don't know. I just didn't see it, and um, because I looked at videos like a hobby, so to make any amount of money was like a win for me. Mm-hmm. So you know, I used to calculate like, if they pay me two hundred dollars for this, I'm like, oh, that's 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 great. Like I make so and so at my job. So I'm like, okay. So that's how we like rationalize it. But like, I don't know. Video video is valuable, dude. Like it helps. It helps all different. It helps all different forms of the business, right? Like. When people put up like a a damn uh, a infograph or something, I'm like, I'm not reading that shit. Dude. <laughs> I like, right past yeah, that. but if it's like a video and it's quick to the point and it's well produced, well executed, story's good, the delivery's like, I'll watch that shit. Like, yeah. Um. So I think I think creators just kind of need to like know their worth, which everyone says, and it's like cheesy, but uh, mm. I don't know. That's pretty much it. That's how it starts. Yeah, definitely as well. I think the tricky thing too is, I mean. With weddings, I guess people can understand that because it's like you're not – there's no real outcome other than you're seeing someone go, wow, I look pretty on my day. Yeah, It's yeah, a very yeah. easy – like to, to charge more for that, yeah. it's a lot easier because there's no risk. But the biggest thing for me with, with the business side of it is people want to see an ROI. Yeah. And with video, especially starting out, it's, it's hard because you're like, I know that it's a long-term game. Mm-hmm. You know, in – I did a post a while, which ended up really solidifying with my current clients. I was like, I invested the equivalent of 20 grand before I saw a return. Mm -hmm. But then what happened was month one, I made back half. Month two, I'd made back the the amount. Month three, I was now double. And now month four going on, it's like I've quadrupled that investment. Right. But we live in such a fast pace. Like I'll give you 10 grand. I want to see 30 immediately. Right. Like even businesses I find are like that. With um, with my thing, for what helped me, and I'd love to hear what you, how you help the other guys as well that battled this. It was when you started seeing some results, like mm-hmm. so you do a video for a client, mm-hmm. like a landing page video, mm-hmm. and you know I said to I could say to them like, well, she has ended up making fifteen thousand dollars so far from this landing page video. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that has changed. But now she's getting people signing up to her $2,000 yearly program and she just gets an email and she's like, where'd that come from? Mm. 
Now those stories allowed me to charge an increase. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone who hasn't got that yet and got that, I guess that uh, validity, right? How, how do you help people get over that mark? Like getting them testimonials, at least per se. Well, yeah, testimonials are good, but I think when for me, you mean like the results. Yeah, it's like okay. it's a result because as soon as you can go like, "Hey, I, this is what's happened with some of my clients," it's yeah. a lot. There's a grounding feeling to it to be like, right. "Here's my value," and they're like, "Well, shit, if he's gonna be blank, right?" And other clients have made blank. Yeah. So I like for me at least like the easiest way to get that would would be like a non ROI um, metric, right? So it'd be like views, likes, comments, shares, right? Because, yeah, that doesn't really bring you any money. But whether whether business owners like to admit it or not, right? Like, they still want to be... Um, they still want to be liked. Like, this, like those metrics still matter mm-hmm. to them. Maybe on a small scale, right? So they're not going to invest, like, 10, 20, 30K on a video for that. But yeah. if you can at least start getting that for them then they'll be more open to listen to like the other stuff. Cause then you can be like, Hey, look, I got you. Maybe we didn't get 20,000 views on this, but we got 150 shares. Now imagine if you had 150 shares for a video that's talking about your business, then yeah. like they'll be able to connect like, okay, like let's try it out. And then once you start getting those tryouts, you just got to execute. And then once you can execute, then you can build upon like, Hey, look at the results that we've got. Mm. At least that's how I would approach it because um, putting stuff on, on social media is like the lowest barrier of entry. So you could even do a video like that for free. And, and that, that's essentially why like UGC uh, uh, yeah. content content exists. It's like, hey, just give this to this kid and have him like do a little mini ad for it and just let's just see how it goes. So um, I think that's like the, the main uh, angle that I would approach it with. Yeah. One thing that you touched on too, and this is what, what really skyrocketed our business was – most people look at it like a commodity. Right. Oh, you'll make a video. Right. Uh, now with iPhones. Right. Uh, Everyone I mean, thinks shit, they can I, make a video. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that helped us was I was like, no, no, no. You're hiring me to extract who you are. Yeah. And put that into a video. And so, I mean, part of our products were and now, I mean, scripting, mm-hmm. writing it, you know, we one we're on like a month to month thing where it's like, you pay me for the month, but I, I want you back next month. Yeah. And what we noticed with that too was it was like, they realized because I care about them coming back, I cared about getting them results. And you can tell it's like, you know, for example, Instagram's, the views are down across the board. Like people are trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely ways you can wedge through it. But I was just fully honest with my client yesterday. I was just, I'm like, look, they had been noticing it, but they hadn't said anything to me. Mm-hmm. I go, look, video, views are down across the board and we don't know why. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're wondering about that. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the time, I think people would be like, don't say don't, it. Don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Don't address the elephant in the room. Yeah. But by me being like, here's the problem we're facing. Yeah. So we need to start figuring out different ways to strategize your content to mm-hmm. connect with people. Mm-hmm. That gave them, they're like, fuck, okay. We trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hire you next month again. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's about building that trust. Like, yeah. And once you do that, I feel like that's the hardest part. You know, they say it all the time it, it's easier to to uh, sell to an existing client than to get a new one. Mm-hmm. So, like, once you build that trust, especially in business, and this is why I kind of moved away from doing weddings. Is like, once you have someone as a client in, in business, at least you can constantly 
build and create new stuff for them, right? As opposed yeah. to wedding, it's like one video done, that's it. But business is like I got I got clients of mine that I've I've worked with for years, dude. Just every month, every or every other month, we just create new stuff. Yeah. So that that's why I enjoy doing business content. So. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, I think like like to your point, once you build that trust, everything else is easy. You just gotta execute. You gotta fulfill. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's the cool thing is like when when you have to care, like you you create a system yeah. where you have to care. <laughs> yeah. Like a wedding, it's like. Cool, I might get a referral. Right. Like I've right. never I've shot one wedding in my life and I was like, never again. <laughs> I was like, never again. What, what was it for you though? The, for in terms of never again for the wedding? Yeah, like what what made you be like, yeah. I don't I did, for me I didn't care. Mm. Because I love being able to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And most weddings are just like a bunch of beautiful cinematics and you stitch them together, mm-hmm. you get a nice paycheck. But it wasn't I, I didn't care about it, you know? Yeah. Like, our, our birth video, um, for my daughter, I remember the pain it was to try and find to, a videographer mm-hmm. that would give me their raw raw videos. Raw footage, yeah. Bro, <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm like, I just want to hire someone who, when we're at the water birth, is professional, can shoot great content, not some freaking person like... You know, here, hold a phone because it's yeah. going to be shit. Yeah. I'm like, I need someone, but then I do this for a living. I need to edit it. Yeah. I had one girl want to, she charges 1900 for the full package. She wanted to charge me 1800 to film it. And I go, so your editing fee is 100 bucks? 100 bucks. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, I know how this works. <laughs> and then I end up finding a guy and he was great. He was just like, he's, he'd never shot a birth in his life. Wow. And he was just, he shoots, shoots weddings and stuff like that normally. But I was just like, I just need you to come. He's like, do I have to like film? I'm like, it, this is going on YouTube, dude. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> no yeah, for yeah. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> but as a result, it's like, I mean, I spent 60 hours editing this story. Mm-hmm. And it's had like 80,000 views or something on YouTube oh, wow. at the moment. Okay. Um, the thumbnail is terrible. So we've got to fix the thumbnail and the, the, uh, the title. But the thing was, was like, I have friends family i had dudes call me going dude i'm crying watching this thing like i feel like i know you yeah um and that was what for me with the weddings i'm like i can't do this yeah i need i want to know the person i want to figure out how to tell a story that connects with people not something where yeah the client's happy because they get to look at themselves Mm -hmm. and they're like i look so beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. it's not it wasn't yeah it wasn't giving to me as selfish that sounds (laughs) yeah that was um I kind of want to see that video now. Yeah, sounds like a dope video. It's it's very unique. How long uh, ago was it? So a year. Okay. Um, and I wanted to. The goal was I wanted people to see the whole truth about a water birth experience because I was super. When my wife told me, I was like, "Okay, kook." <laughs> <laughs> um, but after I was like, "Oh, I I'll do that any day mm-hmm. over the other thing because of the relationship." between you, me and my wife, I was like, I had to look after her. Okay. And there's like this vulnerability slash protectiveness that you don't get in a conventional um, environment. Okay. Because it's like the doctor's like, we've got it. And you're just there holding their hand going, it'll be fine, baby. Yeah. Like I jumped in the water. I caught the baby in the water. Like it was an awesome experience. But then the reason it took 60 hours to edit was one, there's no storyboard (laughs) at all, no planning. Yeah. And two, I was like, 
I was also fishing through all the footage for um, our entire relationship. Like we've had footage since the, the, no joke, the hour we met. So you vlogged everything. We've vlogged our whole life a lot. So but is, is this part of like an existing like couples channel or like? It was for a bit. Okay. Um, but then, you know, I, I kind of lost, we want to get back into it because I love that story town. This is what the hurricane video is going to mm. be. Um, but I want to make sure that like we have these memories. We can look back and be like, oh shit. Like, like our kids will be able to watch, no joke, the day we met. Yeah, that's, that's you beautiful. Know? It's fucking wild. Yeah. And Stacy, the reason we have vlogged so much was one, I love videos, but mm-hmm. two, she's an American from West Virginia who the whole family live within 20 meter radius mm. of each other. She's living 26 hours travel time away. Mm. And so the vlogs were something that actually built rapport and trust with her family on the other side of the world. Uh, but was that intentional? No. Okay. It was a little bit, okay, but it was more just like, I love sharing. And the thing that I noticed was from that, the first time I flew to West Virginia, I didn't introduce myself once. They already knew you. They already knew me. Because of the vlogs. Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, this is what business owners have to do. That, I was just going to say that, right? <laughs> I was just going to say it. Like, people buy from people. They have to trust you to make a heavy investment in, right? Like, I don't know who the owner of Liquid Death is. Mm. But if I saw this and then I saw liquid death extreme, liquid, uh, liquid painful death extreme, and it was sold by The Rock, I would buy this one <laughs> all day. I'm like, oh, that's The Rock. That's a homie. Yeah. So like, and, and that's what I try to tell people about content too, because a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, they don't understand content. They're like, why? literally I had someone tell me the other day, why would I pay you to make someone like mm-hmm. me? Because they um, think of AdSense. I think that's all they think about. Make a video, get AdSense. Right. They think of like our uh, row ads. Like they, that's what they think about. But it's like, dude, like, yeah, you can you can sell you can sell from an ad. Of course, mm-hmm. you you hit people's pain points. This and the third. Yeah, you can sell that. Of course, but you can triple, you can triple whatever that's gonna be if someone knows you and likes you and trusts you already. Like, yeah, you know, like uh, I, I was reading the other day. Um, Elon doesn't spend any money on advertising. Yeah, it's wild, he's, huh? Uh, it's for Tesla, like he's the only advertising there is for Tesla. And it's like, yeah, they're crushing it, dude. Like, what what more example do you like? I don't know. It's just it's like clear to me. Apple's the same, I think. Apple's. Oh no, they that's have, a life. They do ads. They yeah, do commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know how smart he is? So you know when he did the the big announcement about the Cybertruck? Yeah. I don't believe the cracking of the windows was accidental. You think that was intentional? So for one, do you re- think him smoking on Joe Rogan was intentional? I um, I think he was intentional, but he didn't know the ramifications. I was watching literally. It's funny you bring that. He literally was talking on um, the Nelk Boys, and a reel came up yesterday that I watched. Yeah, and he was talking about how because he's got all these federal contracts, yeah. weed is a federal offense. Unfortunately, he had to do all these drug tests, but not just him, but all of SpaceX wow. employees had to go through these drug tests. And he was like, "Guys, I'm so sorry. I didn't think about this part." But the breaking of the windows. Think about the byproducts of that. Mm-hmm. You got people that love Tesla. I'm oh, sorry. You got people that love Elon and Tesla, and you got people that fucking hate him. Mm-hmm. Now, when he's like, "This is going to be bulletproof," and then boom, snap! It breaks the window, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Whoops! I'll try again." Bang! Other one cracks. Mm. Whoops! Uh, we'll fix it before <laughs> we'll fix it before we release it. Everyone who hates Elon is going to tweet that. What a fucking joke of a guy. He's right, ridiculous. Right, right. Like, you know, this is, you know, marketing him for free. Yeah. That's how I found out about the Tesla. Oh, okay. 
And me, who I'm like, that's a badass truck. I'm like, well, of course he'll fix it before it's released. Yeah. I'll put my hundred bucks down. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think, you think it was he did actually, it on purpose. I think it was on purpose because he knows that the people that hate him will market him harder, and the people that trust him know that he'll execute before it's released. Because that's what happened to me. Okay, let me ask you this: Would you do that? Yeah, I think that's like a slippery slope. That's like a tricky game to play. <laughs> it, it depends. It can work and it can backfire. It depends on how much you do it. Yeah, like there's people that rely on that as a crutch. Elon doesn't rely on it, but he knows what's the cheapest way to get marketing. And I think it also depends on what you do it with. Yeah. Because if he's like, hey, uh, this truck is safe for all crashes, and then he cracks and the shit fucking blows up. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he only did a little thing. It's like, this will be bulletproof. Ah, oh, crack And everyone window. doesn't need a bulletproof window. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, but there's definitely, you're right, it is a slippery slope. You see it with YouTubers. Yeah. Um, but it also can work if... Ah, the Kardashians, that's their whole thing's built on fake yeah. drama. But because it happens so much. It's like seen as a norm. It's seen as a norm. But again, it's like, I mean, it's hard to say. It depends on the person. Like, they only care about money. Because so now, drama is now great. I'm thinking about like um, the Jake Paul thing when he filmed some, some kid that died, right? Somebody died. No, that was Logan. Oh, Logan. That one wasn't deliberate. Um, I'm a massive um, Logan Paul fan. Okay. I've watched the video mm-hmm. and just like with the media, they love to take shit out of context and mm-hmm. they, they clip stuff. Now you got it. If you look at the full context, he's 21, yeah. he's 21, 22. And he's spoken about it. He goes like, you know how like, so that was an old, accident. It was an accident coming across the body. Okay. Um, the whole vlog was they were going to go sleep in suicide forest for a night. And like, okay. he, you got to make, he's 22. He's doing pranks and stuff. Yeah. He's doing. Well, he's doing. A, he's do, he's doing a whole video every single day. Mm-hmm. Like it's go go go. The bigger I make it, then the more crazy stuff. The the more money that comes in. Like he was making sixty to a hundred grand a day yeah. at twenty two. Yeah. And so it was going up and up and up. And so you watch the whole video, and he's like going, "This is going to be the best vlog in the world." Yeah. At the beginning, mm-hmm. before he'd gone in, mm-hmm. um, he, and he's like, "You guys are going to be shocked." Like all the words that if you put it at the end of it, after you've seen the dead body, now it looks like he's using that dead body that as a marketing test. tool. Yeah. But that's not how the actual sequence went in the vlog. Mm-hmm. Now that I was sleeping, was the goal just to sleep? Like, that'd be crazy. Like this is a, a forest where people go to commit suicide. Right. We're gonna sleep there. As they're walking in, they come across a body by chance. And, you know, again, his editor's 23. Mm-hmm. And they're pumping out a video day by day by day. And so they had the video, they had the footage in the raw vlog of the body for like a fraction of a second. Mm. At the end of the video, like, sorry, there's also other moments where Logan, like he's he's a he's a bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, he's also leaning into a certain character, which isn't fully Logan Paul right. in real life. And, you know, he's laughing. He's not laughing at the body, but you know when you see shit that makes you uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's laughing it's like, like defense mechanism, yeah. Yeah, and he, he literally says, he goes, I'm not laughing at the body in the vlog. I'm not laughing at the body. I'm laughing because this is so uncomfortable, as you guys could imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also trying to simultaneously keep the persona going because right. that's Logan Paul that people pay to see. Yeah. And then at the end of the video, he actually s- sits down and has this deep and meaningful thing to his followers about, like, guys, like, 
I know I'm always always trying to make fun and stuff like that, but shit like this is serious. So mm. if you have problems, make sure to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. All the comments are like praising him. The media gets it. This is like the biggest YouTuber at the moment. Yeah. We can bring him down. We can cut it out of context, show the body blow the face out, show him laughing. Yeah. That connection, what a dick. And yeah. so the whole media could use it. And again, like show the body. This is the most insane thing. You're going to be shocked by what's in this video. Dead body. And then him laughing. And That's then him shit. laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. So he was always trying to escalate it. Mm -hmm. But how that story was portrayed, as we know with the media, was so out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. He came across it. He shouldn't have posted the video with the body. But, he, you know this is how he dealt with it. And then there was actually a great message at the end of it. It was, he's in, he's laughing at a dead body. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think, um, yeah. So that's kind of like, kind of like, um, that's something I was going to ask you too. Like with you putting your relationship out there, are you ever worried of like things getting taken and like misconstrued or like, not really because I find that it's going to be the people that don't understand the back end. Mm hmm. And um, I also, I'm a big fan of like, there's this big thing right now, like Ace Family's experienced it. Mm -hmm. They were marketing themselves as the perfect family. Okay. That's what was sucking Who, who's this? Ace Family. They got like 15 million subs. Like that. they were the biggest family channel. They still are, but it was perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. And a scandal comes out where, they probably have an open relationship, mm -hmm. but it's because they've marketed them. It's the same as Ellen. Mm. Ellen tells someone to chew gum because their breath stinks. And it's yeah. like, oh, how could you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to market that. Mm. I don't want to put out a false narrative. Yes, there's things that we keep under wraps, yeah. but I think also there's a, there's a very important thing for people to see as well. The, the reality of like a relationship, Yeah. you know, like, our relationship was insane. Like we did three things that usually divorce a relationship or can divorce a relationship, move to another country, start a business, start a family <laughs> at the exact same fucking time, you know? Yeah. And to say like, we're doing fine is bullshit. Uh -huh. There's so many stresses that I, I think it's, it's more, it's a disservice to not tell people. Yeah. Like this is the shit we're going through, but here's how we're actually compartmentalizing and actually evaluating it versus just yelling at each other. And yeah, there's times where she met, will message me and go, I don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, F I fucked up. Yeah. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. That, I don't know. I, it's re it's like a, a therapy for me in a way because I'm just like, hey guys, we're not perfect. And that's what's cool. Yeah. You know? I, I think, I think um, I was listening to, I think it was Patrick Bet David. And he was saying that, um, maybe I'm, I'm getting this wrong, but he was saying like when he first started his YouTube uh, channel it wasn't he was already who he was right but so it wasn't for any monetary gain it was more so he just wanted to document his life because he wanted his grandkids 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 to mm. see his shit on youtube and i think it's important man i tell i tell everyone i'm like dude start a youtube channel like even if you get zero views that's not the point bro yeah the point is like in 10 years you're gonna watch back at some of this shit like holy fuck like well that's what my wife said it's it's a video photo book mm -hmm. you know like you do your photo album mm-hmm you get to see it. I go to her, I'm like, the only problem is it's kind of a little bit fake. <laughs> it's a little bit of fakeness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but it, even even business owners, because like even her Moses, uh, Alex her Moses says it himself. He's like he wishes he would have documented better at the beginning of his yeah. journey, because now where he's at now, you know, it's just so. So that's what I I tell everyone like, just get on video, dude. Stop mm. overthinking it. There's also a very different reception when you're like, people see you do it uh-huh. versus. You know, you, for example, you see me arguing with my wife over something like a stress that's happening currently. Right. And then you see the outcome later. Right. Seeing that versus, you know, there's there was times where we argued. Yeah. Doesn't hit. Right. But doesn't hit the same. getting a camera out going, I hate you. It's <laughs> 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 also fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, have you ever done that? Like in the um, middle of the argument, just. No, no, we, we haven't. Um. Sometimes, like, we're, there's there's probably going to be moments where we reenact it. Oh, okay. To make it at least feel real. Okay. Uh, we haven't done that, but I, because I'm talking, we're talking at the moment about, I'm like, one, this has to be, a, it's around our life. Like, it's like, you know, based on true mm-hmm. story. Um, but I, it, for me, it's very important that people are feeling like they're in that microcosm. Okay. Versus, again, like, like it's like what you said about Harmozy. I love hearing his insights because he's very yeah. He's very insightful. He's vulnerable, which a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to do. I'm here. powerful, right? And it's like, but also when they try, it's like eh, I don't believe you. Yeah, like yeah. You, you're not a good actor. He has that little. It's he, like it's like he's vulnerable, but you can tell there's a little bit of him that's not hurt. But you know what I mean? Like he's like he's still fighting something. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I I, I get that, that from twinkle. I get that from him when he talks about um like when he brings up his dad and stuff, like that relationship. When I when he talks about that and then I see like other things he talks about, I'm like, "Okay, that's from this. Like that's where this came from." Mm. Maybe I'm like overanalyzing it, but at least that's what I get. Yeah. But you, you can tell, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. that he's done the work. Like I mean, I know you you've worked with Tana and like I really admire what Tanner's done, but I can tell there's this shell around him still in his content where I'm like, fuck, I want it. Like when I met him in person, I was like, dude, you're different in a secondary layer that I've never seen on social media. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, But it's fucking hard to show <laughs> the world that shit. Like yeah. it's not, it's no disrespect to Tanner. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I think that he, the blockage that he may or may not have to take him to the next step. Cause I know he's trying to build his YouTube channel. Um, is one, he needs more characters. Uh-huh. Hormozy has that with Layla. Uh-huh. That gives him a second depth automatically. Yeah. It's like, fuck, there's this love story attached to the business success. This is all stuff that I've told Tanner. Oh, really? By the way. Like, <laughs> you and I can gang up on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, like I've talked, cause, cause Tanner, t- so I lived with Tanner. Tanner, and and so, zooming out from Tanner, right? Like all mm-hmm. these entrepreneurs, to be a, a as you may know yourself, to be a CEO, entrepreneur, all this stuff, you have to kind of put up these walls, right? Like, cause business is very logical, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to like put up these walls of like, this is my mission. I need to lock in and I need to going after it. Everything else, whatever. But what happens is when it's time to be vulnerable, you still have these walls, and it's hard because mm. it's been up for so long, and um. I didn't. I lived with Tanner, and I didn't see like the vulnerability until like months in. Yeah, because right away it was like all business, all business, all business, and then okay. little by little I started seeing things, and I'm like, 
I'm like, bro, why don't you make content about share this? that shit, man? Yeah, just share. Like he has, he has a, um, he has like a adult relationship with his girlfriend. Um, and mm. I, I tell them both. Like, I met her, man. She's a, f- she's cool. Yeah, I told, them, and she's a business owner herself. Yeah. So, oh, I thought she worked with them. Uh, uh-uh. uh. She has her really? own business. She's crushing it too. They're, oh, sick. They both have a dope relationship, and I've told both of them like, y'all need to. Mm. Talk about this shit But you know How long have they been dating If that's not too personal Like a couple of years oh, Yeah a couple of years I don't know exactly But I know it's a few years <clears throat> Cause I wonder if the, the difference is I mean Nothing's worse than like A public breakup Now I'm not saying They're gonna yeah, break up Yeah That's, that's that what could I be worry thi- about yeah. That could be the thing But at the same time Nothing attracts more attention Than a public breakup <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think maybe that's the, the safety mechanism That Layla and Alex have Is like One when they're married Yeah And two it's like we're building this thing 100% together. Yeah. That they, that might be why they're, like, all right about sharing. So, like... But like, maybe it's still a bit too early and there's too many unknowns. Yeah, so I kind of wonder that with, with I mean, you. I'm not speaking for Tanner, by the way, guys. No. <laughs> Hypothesizing. I'm, I'm kind of wondering that with you, though. Like, is that ever a thought that crosses your mind? In terms of... Or like, breaking up or something. Maybe not now, but nah, before. Has that ever... Um, No, because, I mean... For me, it's like what will happen will happen. Yeah. And I find when you don't document it, yeah, people have so many more questions. They have more questions if you don't document it than if you do. Okay. Like, oh, you broke up? Why? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Oh, and it's like yeah. they want to know. Yeah. But, you know, I think I, it's also like my life's been wild and I've never <laughs> hidden it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I've said it on this podcast before to be many people. I was at a sex party the day before I met my wife. Like you were participating? Mm. Okay. So I was at a sex party, get on a plane, go to Bali, meet this four-year uh, celibate girl. Oh, she was celibate? Yeah. Okay. And then started hanging out. And, you know, that was the that was the start of our relationship. So, like, she knows everything about me. Yeah. Because, again, my belief is there's more power in knowledge than ignorance. Right. And my thing was, like, look, my history before you was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she, and I said to her, I'm like, I would rather you know everything about me. And she's also, like, intrigued because she's never lived that wild life where mm-hmm. she's just like, so that happened? And this? I'm like, yeah. And I realized I didn't like that scene. Mm. But no one can go to her. Did you know this about Blake? Yeah, that's true. Like, there's 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 a disarming power in knowledge mm. and that's the thing as well even with coming back to business most most people that reach out to me or vice versa they're like i know what about this guy like mm-hmm. if, if i want to see who he's really like i can watch a podcast that's unedited mm-hmm. for at the moment they could watch 60 hours plus of me mm-hmm. and they'd be like they can make their own judgment whereas if someone goes oh do you know this about him they could be like, oh, really? I can't see him doing that. You but, know? Yeah, but I think I think what um what needs to be said is like you at some level are already super sure of yourself enough to be able to be vulnerable and open and honest. Right? Mm. Am, I, am I like yes, no? Ninety eight percent. Right. There's definitely some things, but right. you know. <laughs> but but what the point I'm saying is like a lot of these entrepreneurs and, and business owners I feel like a lot of them aren't. I feel like in business, maybe they have it all figured out, but maybe in their personal, they just don't 
know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's something there that needs to be worked on first. Because a mm-hmm. lot of them, for example, with you, like, how do you deal with, like, a bad comment? If, like, someone on YouTube is like, oh, he, you know, whatever. You know, the funny thing, the comment section is what made me not give a fuck. Okay. Now, it took a lot. Okay. It wasn't like I saw the first bad comment and I was just like, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> I was like, no, f- you, man. You probably want to make a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> probably. No, I just reacted with my thumbs. But yeah, no, the by having like viral videos. Yeah. And like I've had people tell me that I don't deserve to have children. And it's a shame that you get to keep your child when good families lose them. Right. I've had that. Right. But there's this, again, the way I split it is this is someone who doesn't know me and they're basing their entire they're basing their entire opinion on me as a parent mm-hmm. off a 13 second video mm-hmm. that's not their fault so i'm not going to take it personally and two you're helping my interaction yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. it, it's unfortunately like i mean so i'll end up just becoming a troll in my comments if i got a bunch of haters mm-hmm. but i have fun with it mm-hmm. Because, again, it's like I'm having not even an argument because I don't even care, but they are. Mm-hmm. This is someone who doesn't know me. Yeah. And it's going to push it further. And what you end up seeing is like when you have some fun, other people who do eventually, like they watch it and they're like, hey, this guy's or girl's being a dick. Mm-hmm. I'm on Blake's side. Mm-hmm. And now I've got someone else who will then watch the other videos and – who knows, start to like me or or whatever. Yeah, I think I think you're one, you're right. I, I react the same way. Like it just it's like a, I don't even really care. But I think I think that is something that I don't know if like you can teach that. I, I know you can teach it, but like shock therapy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there's definitely like a mindset shift mm. that needs to happen. But no, you're right. I, I deal with it the same way. I don't even yeah. pay any attention. It's definitely like definitely when you get like comments from people you do know. I think that obviously hurts because you're like, dude, I thought you knew me. Yeah. I think those ones obviously they they're always going to hurt a bit more because you want the people who do personally know you to understand you. Whereas yeah. when it's people you don't know, it's like, one, I don't even know who you are, b- bossy boots two three four. <laughs> <laughs> but two, it's like I I'm never going to see you. Yeah. Like I don't even know where you live. Nor do or I your care. face looks I like so care. you know yeah. it's, it's just you're a nameless thing with an opinion for a fraction of a second. So there's again that's why I mean like in terms of ninety eight percent because even right now it's like you know on the surface there's a lot of things that are going great and mm-hmm. there's also other things where it's like there's that self doubt mm-hmm. you know like oh I'm doing this thing is it working can I do a slight pivot like you know there's always going to be those uncertainties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think that's that's some of the things that people, didn't, um, yeah, that you deal with, especially with putting content out by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because people are always going to pick you apart. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like my family, they're always like, Blake, you show too much. Like, they're, 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 and actually both sides, they're like, you guys show too much. And um, it's like, all right. Yeah. You know, how else is someone going to build, like being able to, what I've done with my business in merely a year it baffles them what is it what is like the the thing you enjoy most about this meeting people but i mean that's where i guess the the underlying insecurity is you know like 
I also want people to understand me. That's why I like storytelling. Mm. So I think that's that's the real, real thing. Does so so you, sense? you enjoy meeting people from this? Oh, yeah. Well, dude, like, I mean, shit. Without, without this, you know, we'd probably catch up eventually yeah eventually yeah you know? but i mean we've been back and forth for how long and i'm like fuck this guy's really interesting yeah <laughs> now i get to chat to him you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and i get to share that conversation with other people who will see your shit and be like oh i really like alexis yeah, you know hopefully yeah 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 dude 100 <laughs> percent. what what is uh all right let's talk about this what is the what is something like i feel like i'm the guest <laughs> <laughs> what happens? <laughs> what, what what do you think is something that I'm trying to pick my words carefully. What is something that exhausts you about this at times? Whether it's video podcasting or just content or vlog, whatever, just care. Um fuck, that is a good question. I don't I I think it's just more that the creative side of it requires a lot of hours that I and it's not that I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that I just want more time. Mm. Because it is, it's like you know, you're juggling your shit. Like you got to pay for your pair, you've, you've got to pay for your family, you got to pay for all these things. So there's that responsibility for income, mm-hmm. but there's also that creative side. Like with the hurricane video I mentioned a couple of times, I sit in front of that and hours go by. Yeah, like I've spent hours strategizing the, the the beats of the story. Okay, that moment doesn't work. How do I shift that? All right, that entire section, unfortunately, I've got to kill my darlings, get rid of it, doesn't serve the story. Right. I love that. Yeah. That, but it's also, I mean, it, it, I'm telling my story. Right. You, you, my I'll, story doesn't pay me, you know, yet. Like right. it, it still serves a purpose where people go like, dude, I saw that video, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You're good at videos. You know, yeah. but I think that'd be the only thing. Like I, like any creator, they'd love to be able to share their story and become a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, but I think I think um, yeah, it, it takes a lot of time and it's a lot of hours. You need to get paid for it. But I mean, I'm sure you'd prefer doing that than doing it for someone else. Yeah, I think we always always because yeah. it's it's that double hitter. You're you're doing the passion of creating a story, plus then now people are understanding you. I feel like creators have some sort of a little, all artists, there's that little insecurity of, I want to be understood. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians yeah. and video, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think business owners go through that too a little bit. I feel like I was just talking to someone about this too, is I feel like when you're entrepreneur or business owner, whatever, it's important to have that, that um, support group, network, mastermind, whatever you call it, because... I don't know about you, but there's times when I felt like alone, like, yo, no one understands what I'm trying to do here. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking like, yeah. Especially like family sometimes or like friends or like. Family's the worst one because, <laughs> well, I, I'll show you like, because this is, this is legit. Like I'm constantly having arguments with them because what we do is super you. It's especially coming from a family, like they're very well off. Mm-hmm. They've built their business successfully. But it's brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. You go out, you do it, you come home. Mm-hmm. I I can be on Instagram like, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, the other day I go, oh, hey, just so you know, me scrolling just made me two and a half grand. Yeah. Huh? How, what do you mean? Yeah. I go, because I saw an opportunity with a past client of mine who was doing something and I just reached out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, huh. Yeah. And I, I get it. Like, 
dude, you and I are in the same industry of this yeah. helps our business. Yeah. I still see someone on their phone. I don't assume they're working. Yeah, yeah, I assume yeah. they're fucking around, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, so that's how people look at me. And it's, you know, also the hours that they, they don't get that, okay, that 11, 12 minute video took you 50, 60 hours to edit. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, guys, it takes so- Hollywood, what? Eight years to do a two-hour movie? Yeah. Eight years? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. I've had those same exact conversations like where they're like, how do you make money? You're just like on your phone all day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. That's how I make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but people don't realize that too. Same with like followers. They think that followers equal blank. I'm like, dude, I converted a client 10 days ago, ten like a week and a half ago, let's say. Because of a video that performed terribly. You got 700 reviews on Instagram. Terrible. But it hit the right person. And they were like, shit, he's so right. Yeah. Hey, and like, I, it was literally DM, I need your services. Great. Here's the link. Book it. Get on the call. Half an hour. Boom. Like, it was just, here's my price. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 That you same know? thing happened to me. I, la- <laughs> I landed a, I made like 10 grand off of like, a reel that got like 700 views because mm. so, it's not about the view like everyone thinks it's like the view it's like yeah views matter right you do mm. but views like if we if we convert views if we convert a reel to like a brick and mortar store right here's a real brick and mortar store views is essentially how many people walk in your store mm. that doesn't mean they're all gonna buy though but why does it matter if you have a million views on a reel and none of it converts as opposed to 300 views and maybe like two people convert. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like you have a million people that go in your store and no one buys shit as opposed to a hundred people going in your store and maybe like 10 of them buy something. Yeah. That's what you would prefer. So it's like, it's not about the views. The views matter, but it's also really about like what pain points are you speaking to whoever your base is? Yeah. Because that's all you need for someone to buy. Dude. Like once they hear that, like they're like, oh, he gets me. He knows the problem I'm having. Oh, here's my fucking credit card. Like, Yeah. So. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, since I've moved here, my following on Instagram has only gone up probably four or five hundred followers. Mm-hmm. And you know, most businesses will be like, "Ah, that's not good growth." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "I've only gone up four hundred followers, but I've increased my income because of Instagram mm-hmm. by eighty k minimum." Yeah, you know, like, what do you prefer? Me sending you some viral videos? Like, I've had videos <laughs> hit two million views. That shit didn't make me a cent. Yeah, yeah, same, same you know? with me. I, I've had a few videos hit, hit, uh, like thirty thousand, fifty thousand. Didn't make a dollar off it. <laughs> that shit doesn't mean anything, bro. That's why I tell people, I'm like, it's not about how far. Like, unless you can be someone like Mr. Beast, and your strategy is, I will go super wide, and it'll eventually pay me. Which that's hard. Like, I mean, Mr. Beast was. Been doing it for years, yeah. Doing it for years. Yeah. It's a long game. It's a super long, super long game. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Gary V, he started narrow. His only content was Wine, Wine Library. Yeah. That's all he and did. He did that for a few years. He got wide after Wine, Wine Library was like six, seven years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah, people don't get that. Yeah. And he was also on a t- in a time where YouTube, there was not many, he was like the only Wine channel. Yeah. So there was zero competition as well. But yeah. he still was focusing on vertical. Yeah, it's funny when you try to explain that to like to to, to business owners, and they're like, "Yeah, like Gary Vee. and I'm like, "Bro, you know, you know how much content Gary Vee puts out for how long? Bro, you're it's, tired after a month. You don't want to post anymore, like, yeah. bro. 
Yeah, it, it. it is funny, and I, I get it. Like, I mean, I've, we've both been victim, I'm sure, of that instant gratification d- disappointment. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've told I've told people, I'm like, honestly, going viral is probably the worst thing for you. Going viral early, because that's what that's your expectation fucks up your expectation. So I remember on TikTok when I first this was like three years ago. I had my first video hit 20,000 views. Mm-hmm. It was like, I may as well probably have taken some crazy amount of cocaine. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. You know, I'd never seen numbers like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a month later, I had a one and a half million view okay. video. And after that, I was like 3,000, 5,000. And then. You started dying yourself. I, well, I started, I was comparing it to like the original high. Mm-hmm. It was funny though, because I had more of a high of the first 20,000 than the first million. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the next probably three months, I didn't care about TikTok anymore. But if I stuck consistently at that, I would have learned how to storytell, all right, what's, what's happening. Then during COVID, I would have blown up yeah. probably because everyone was back home. So that's why I always tell people, I'm like, if you focus on the views, the ones that get the smaller ones for longer and fine tune their craft are the ones that stay because they realize the numbers don't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you pop off early, you think the numbers matter. Mm-hmm. And then when you're not popping off anymore because you just got fucking lucky, let's face it. Yep, yep. Now you're like... You failed, yeah, yeah. I suck, I suck, yep. I suck, yep. you know? <laughs> going going viral on like your first few pieces of content is equivalent of like, is like the equivalent of like snatching up like a... A model? Like a Victoria's like a girl, a girl <laughs> dating like an NFL player, like her first date, like... <laughs> So now you think all guys are gonna do fly you out and get you in the Rolls Royce? Nah, that's not how it works. So. Yeah, I'm taking you Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Chick Fil A, that's it. That's all you're getting. So that's why, yeah, I agree. Going viral is is, is one of the worst things because it's the, the worst. Then you think that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah, but the thing that does suck in a way of how I have to talk to people at the start is like, yeah, I've had videos here a couple million. Because they go, oh. But now they want that for, they're like, you can do that for me. So what I end up telling them is, I go, do you know how many videos I posted before that happened? Mm. And that sort of then sets the expectation. Mm. And on top of that, I go, also, I've made more money from this video. And they watch it and they're like, oh, that's very interesting. Mm. And I show them the $2 million one. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the 2 million view one. And it's from the podcast mm-hmm. and it's me and my friend talking about this time when she was a teacher mm-hmm. and a piece of string um, got stuck in a kid's butt and she had to pull it out. Okay. Of course that's going to be, that's a wild story. Yeah. But no one watches that and goes, fuck, I, I want this guy to make me videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that then sets them up of, huh, that is interesting. You know, I never thought of it that way. Mm. So there's, there's, that's usually what I end up telling them to set their expectations. And what I've noticed anyway is they can get a bunch of a couple of thousand, but that's still open up. Like it's opening up so many conversations for them locally. Mm-hmm. And if you're a realtor, a loan officer or whatever, like, I mean, again, we filmed yesterday and every time I film for them, they're like, yeah, I was at this place. And this person like, oh, you're that loan officer influencer. Yeah, they're yeah. like, no, but thanks. I'm glad you're <laughs> noticing my shit. <laughs> But yeah. it's constantly opening them up doors where they're like, oh, we get it, you know? Yeah, and, and something a lot of people don't understand about content as well is, like, creating it is is half the battle. Like, this proper distribution is, is, is just as, probably more important. Mm. Like, 
okay, you posted one time here, but are you posting it here? Are you posting it there? Are you posting it there? Are you stretching this out? Are you taking are you transcribing it? Are you taking the words? Are you taking like what are you doing like with the content? Like are you just creating it just to create? Like is that, you know, and, and I think people need to have that mindset as well. Like, cause they think, all right, I created it, I did all the hard stuff, I'm done. It's like, no, bro, like yeah. it's just the beginning. Well, that's what um Tyler created. Did you see his one recently where mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't get rappers that oh, they post their song yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're like, all right, I tried. He's like, no, 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 no. Now you market for the next two years for that song. Yep. Yep. Distribution. Yep. Distribution. Um, and it was, it was finally like, all right, great. People are starting to say, because I think the internet had this like gleeful thing where it was like, you know, making money's easy. Mm-hmm. Buy my program. Mm-hmm. You know, getting famous is easy. Make, just make songs. Mm-hmm. It's, it just makes songs. And fucking promote. And for, you fucking know, look promote, at every yeah. single massive star. <clears throat> they're professional marketers mm-hmm. who are musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. same as any other business person. Uh, they are what they are, but at the end of the day, they're a professional marketer. Gary Vee, he, like he's more vertical because like he's a marketer who has a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. But then you've got Ryan Pineda, all those other guys. They're the ones at the top that are the ones pulling people in. They get paid more because they're, they're, creating jobs because of what they're pulling in yeah that yeah i think most people that they want i love the thing where people are like oh the algorithm changed it's like no just people don't give a fuck about what you're posting right the algorithm changing is like it's like it raining outside like all right cool like yeah, okay it changed but it's like mm. just pivot dude like yeah you know yeah yeah it's because it's because people want the easy way out like they want to blame the algorithm for their content being shit, or they want to blame being shadow banned, or they want to blame like which is hilarious, by the way. Like, like bro, no one cares <laughs> who you are. <laughs> well, it's hard. I, I, the way I usually tell people is, I go, "All right, I want you to think of five people you know, or five businesses you know, even just locally. Mm-hmm. How often do you interact with their shit? Oh, they'll send me a number or whatever, and I go, "All right." Are they doing good stuff? They're like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I go, so can you see how hard it is to attract your attention? Because you're fucking busy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can't attract your attention every single day, do you think you'll be able to attach, attract their attention every single day? The answer is yes, but it's very fucking hard. Because mm. everything, everything's about priorities, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, like, and you're competing on social media. You're competing on it, but it's also like you don't have to be so serious too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. one thing that I've started doing. Like, like, uh, have you seen one of my, probably not, but one of my clients, Blake Becker, um, he has a maintenance company, uh-huh. a, a maintenance and restoration company. And I'm just like, he he has fun with me because I'm just like, he's, we're doing spoofs. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he's like talking about how sexy his new machine is. And like, I'm, I'm doing all I've this seen dumb those shit. Ad. I've seen those jokes. I yeah. think you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you have one um, with this lady. Or no, not lady. Like you'll say a joke. Oh, the dad jokes? The dad jokes. <laughs> the dad jokes. Dad jokes. Yeah. So that's something I throw in with my clients. Okay. So I don't charge them for that. I just go, we're going to do dad jokes on top of it. Yeah. But what that ends up happening is it's marketing me. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. now people go to their page. And I'm on their page as well. It yep. doesn't have to be some little tag. They're just like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they come across. So it's a, fr- it's a free thing. They get an extra commodity in terms of like a dad joke. But then that funnels people to them, funnels people to me. Mm-hmm. 
and it takes me, I mean, to film those, bro, to film them is 60, to, 60 seconds, two minutes. Do you write the jokes? <laughs> you just go on the internet and search oh, dad jokes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally ripped that shit off. Yeah. But we, I do that. And then to edit it, dude, like I'm not being creative. It's bang, bang, cut, 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 cut. Quick, yeah. It's like a, a two-minute edit. And I slap on the 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 captions. The captions take me like because I'm not being creative or anything mm -hmm. with them. I'm just slap, maybe change a couple of colors. That whole clip will maybe take me from filming it to uh, completing it ten minutes. But I'm also now giving them free value. Mm -hmm. But it also simultaneously serves me because it's like people start being like, "Oh, yeah, Blake does your content. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I've seen an elevation in your content because clearly he's doing it. Yeah, that's good." That's good. Yeah. I think that I think that <laughs> pairs well with like the super serious business owners. It's like have them do a few dad jokes. Yeah. Open them up to like a new market. That's good. That's a good mm. idea. Well, um, who is it? Andrew Schultz. He was they were saying in one of their podcasts of what is it? You can be too serious, you can be too smart, you can be too annoying, you can never be too funny. That's true. You've never heard anyone be like, oh, I can't stand that guy. He's, He's too, too funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird saying it. Yeah. And that they were saying, like, you know, that's if you look at anyone who's super successful, like Gary Vaynerchuk, there's the little funny thing about it where it's like, you know, He's he, a dork. Yeah. Yeah. There's a funny essence to him. Yeah, he also yeah. knows his shit. Yeah. Brad Lee, I don't know if you follow Brad Lee, the realtor the real estate guy. Just dropping bombs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's funny. Yeah. So if you look at all the people that really have They're all like characters. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a funny part to them. Even even Hamozi, if you want to look at him, he has photos. Like the pop-up things are like his face like... Yeah, 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 yeah. He throws comedy in it. Um, if you listen to his podcast at all, mm. like he'll have little divergent parts where he's just like, you know, at the end of the day, like the government's trying to take over you. Now, anyway, don't have to focus on that. Like he throws shit in, yeah, which makes you like you just have to like them because they're yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, it humanizes them. Mm. Sort of this, yeah. Especially, and that's one of the issues with business because business is very like robotic sometimes. So humanizing someone, mm -hmm. I feel like that definitely takes them a long way. Yeah, and also I think a lot of businesses are so scared. Like, oh, if I'm not professional, whatever the fuck that means people will don't think I will be a good at my job. But I'm like, it makes opposite, no dude. Yeah. Again, people buy from people they like and can execute. That's the most important about execute. But if, I, if I'm if i like, this guy's funny. Yeah. Like, take my money, dude, because I just <laughs> I feel good around you, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, because now, now I'm thinking, like, all the, the careers who, like, where the people in it need to fucking lighten up. like Uh-huh. Like, lawyers. Like, bro, just lying. Oh, up, yeah. Bro. They need some lube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I think that, that that's that's a strong point for sure. I didn't, I didn't even think about it like that. And now that I'm that you mentioned that, I do see, like, where Hermosi is like, okay, he's making little quirks here and there. Like, mm -hmm. now that I think about it. Even his mustache. Even the fact that he walks around in Crocs all everywhere. Yeah. But so he, he so everything he does, even his nose strip, yeah. that, ain't, that ain't by mistake. <laughs> everything he does is, like that it's slightly different that makes you stick out mm -hmm. like i when he started popping off the thing that i i saw him and i was like oh i've seen that guy's ads three fucking years ago mm. like his ads were popping up for I, a while yeah and then they disappeared because i just remembered this big buff dude 
selling gym memberships with a crowbar. Yeah. And like the fact that that stuck in my head for three years that when he was popping off like he is now, I remembered those ads mm. because he's always been like, how can I be noticed? And I need something that sticks out. You know, like there's a, there's a great guy, um, Chris Collins, I think's his name. Um, he's known as Chris Bulldog Collins. Okay. And he's known as the guy who has bulldogs. Okay. Because it's a lot easier to be like, man, oh, who's that guy at that event? He, the he, has, he has bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, you know? What, what do you think is yours? Aussie sticks out like dogs. Here. <laughs> 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 that one's that one's an easy one. Um, it definitely it, the Aussie one is like it, it does it a little bit. People usually say, at least in this area, like that you know that guy with a really good podcast. Yeah, and it's Aussie. I mean, it, that one really here is sticking out. But I'm always trying to like right now. I'm trying to figure out the other thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, again, it has to be genuine. What like. Do you have one? Have you ever never really thought about it? I've never even thought about it. Just the guy with the beard. The kid with the beard. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Nah. I'm, now I'm thinking about it, though. What should I do? Mm. Dye my beard blonde one day. Never yeah. know. Well, think of like Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Blonde, pretty boy. Like he was super tattooed to start off with, yeah. but he was like the Eminem ripoff. Yeah. What is he now, though? He's Mr. Pink. Like he always dresses in pink, but he's like still that badass dude that is always oh, wearing yeah, bright yeah, pink. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe I won't do that, but okay. You look good in pink. Eh, I think I'll pass. I did that actually. It was funny for a while that happened by accident. I was known as the guy who had flamboyant hoodies. It was like pink with Donald Duck and shit on it, or like was that on purpose. Or just I was just obsessed with out there hoods. Like I had one that looks like it's spray painted smiley faces and shit. I had so many people going, "Where'd you buy that? Where'd you buy that?" Yeah. Um, but it, it's like Florida. That's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was sweating when this today. Mm. You mentioned earlier about transcribing a video. Right. Can you run um, go into that a bit? Yeah. What does that mean exactly for people who don't? Uh, pull, with it? pull. So, <laughs> transcribing the video, you would upload the audio and you would pull all the words from from that clip um now with that you can either put on your website for seo purposes you can create a graphic out of it you can create a carousel out of it you can create a blog post i mean there's so much there's so much you can do with video period that people don't realize like you can transcribe you can use a video you can uh, make it an audio only podcast you can uh you can take like uh if it's like a, a paragraph you can take the one-liner make that a quote uh use it as a hook uh, you can take the video, run it as an ad. You can take the video and um, I'm trying to think, like, what else do I usually do? It's pretty much, you can make a reaction video to that clip, mm-hmm. you know, down the road. Like, if it's something you said seven, eight months ago, you can re-react. Oh, what Gary Vee does? Yeah, like, he does I it all the time. I told you I said that. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, which is why I tell all my clients, save all your content. Like, the older, the better. Yeah. That way we can just repurpose the shit out of that. Um and that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think on top of my That's pretty much it. But so from one piece of content though, you can create from one video, you can create ten pieces of content. Mm. Easy. Like for one of my clients, we we had a hundred clips and I made a a three hundred a year's worth of content based off that. Really? We didn't have to shoot again. Jesus. Now at that point, we're just worried on distribution. Again, again to the yeah. point. So because that's that's really important. So um yeah, bro. Like when I tell people about making content, they think they have to shoot like every single day. And it's like, no. You just got to do the, the hard work maybe yeah. for a few months. 
But then after that, you just you just flood the market. If you look at Hermosi shit, there's stuff that he posts now that he's already posted like a year ago. He just yeah. keeps re, you can re- up. I'm noticing Ryan Pineda do that, mm-hmm. but I don't notice it with Hermosi as much. But it's like I'll see Ryan Pineda. I'm like, dude, you posted that recently. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does it because I mean they do the same thing with ads though. Like if yeah. you run an ad and you're getting you know cheap cheap uh cheap leads through that ad they just keep running that shit over and over and over there's mm-hmm. stuff that that I've uh I've worked with clients of mine that's probably 2 years old and I still see it pop up on my feed if it's if it's not broke don't you know yeah don't fix it yeah don't fix it so do you recommend doing like it as an SRT file and if you're going to upload to YouTube say have that does that help their SEO as well for at least that video on YouTube? For the transcribe, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Uh, it helps the SEO, keywords, all that stuff, like the caption. Not the captions, the um, the description. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff will help with SEO and keywords. Yeah, I mean, everything. everything is connected. Everything everything affects everything i don't know like if that's the best way to say it, but like yeah it's it you're slowly building a web yeah even even one, one thing i've realized with with youtube videos too is like if you name the the actual video file whatever you're gonna name mm-hmm. the video that's important as well yeah like, i didn't know yeah i i i I'm like a keyword slut in my description of my, <laughs> like you go to my folder. It's like, so if this podcast, for example, if I'm just like rallying off my head, it'd be for categorizing. It'd be the number of the episode just so for me in the back end is easy to find. Right. But it'd be episode number. That's interesting. Podcast with mm-hmm. Blake Doyle, Alexis. I forgot your last name's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it would be like videography. And then maybe like, like my description for the video I upload is so long because I'm like, I don't know how this will affect it. But yeah. I do notice when I do the VDIQ thing, yeah, that impacts it. And then if I have that and then the title has the header and then it has like slash slash, that's interesting podcast, that boosts it. And then the description as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, something else that I don't, I don't know if, if you do this. This is what I do with uh, clients as well. Is like, this might help you. But again, I don't know if this is what you do, but... So, like, a lot of times when I try to um, develop their brands, when I try to start creating content for a client, like, we'll have, I'll have a conversation with them. It's like a mini podcast, and it's recorded. But what I'll do is, like, say it's, like, an hour long, right, or two hours long. I'll take, like, 30 to 45 minutes of them just, like, ranting or rambling or just just putting out fire, and I'll rip that audio, and I'll create um, – have you ever seen, like, those – um. Those like motivational videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a bunch of B-roll, cheesy music, and then yeah, you have yeah. someone talking. I'll create that out of oh, out of cool. that audio. Which would also establish them as like a and it's a just more later. Yeah, and it's more just more content to have out there for the algorithm. So mm-hmm. it's like if someone doesn't see this, that they might see that, you know, and that might lead them to every I mean, there's just different ways to stretch it, bro. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is. The one thing though I'm noticing is I'm kind of getting tired of seeing talking heads. Yeah. And I think Instagram's starting to get a bit bored as well. I think that's partly maybe the reason of a drop is it's just, I feel like everyone does talking heads now. Everyone does the same font, same style. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like you look at my editor and she has a really unique way. Hers is more broad, but you know, when my video, when my typical talking heads were going down, same as everyone else across the board, 
outside of just my clients, but other people too that I'm yeah. I follow. She would she would post it in like in 24 hours had 200k views. Oh wow! You know, um, but and she like we're we're now strategizing like hers is very unique. She has a certain niche that she hooks in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of them are just cheap kids who don't have money. Right, right. But there's a lot of things that really worked in it, mm-hmm. and we're reverse engineering her stuff and being like, how can we apply that to companies mm. uh, or businesses? Because are you think it's something on the editing aspect on her end? It's the editing, the storytelling, um, the hook as well. Like, do you know, do you remember that there was a video that went around? It was like how to get a Chipotle burrito for two bucks. Mm-mm. It had like, it's it's like a 35 million on Instagram at the moment. Okay. Probably just Who, short of 10. Whose is it? Hers. Hers? Yeah. She basically caused a whole problem with Chipotle where they had to change some, they had to update their app. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> So she caused a massive ruckus. So she edited a video. She filmed and edited she filmed that. And edited video. It's her video. How to like get Chipotle bowl for like two bucks? A uh, Chipotle burrito for two bucks. two bucks. It's like you buy a two tacos or you buy a taco or something, and the amount they put in it, you can just buy a tortilla and chuck it in. And then it did so well. Chipotle had to like read. They were losing money. <laughs> That's a selling point right there. Yeah, but and we're we're figuring out with that like there was a, a bunch of techniques that worked that we were like, huh, okay, the things that we used to think, and like she's replicated, like with her videos now, she goes, I have a system. Okay. I don't know how to think. I just now finding something that's the same thing. Um, but I said to her, I'm like, all right, we've figured that out for your little niche. Mm-hmm. How do we figure that out for, you know, a client? If they want to talk about loans or real estate or, you know, <clears throat> it, cause her and, it, and it depends who they're talking to. Yeah. It's cause like, it's it like, I'm how sure. to get a Chipotle burrito for $2. It's very as, broad. It's going to hook in everyone. Everyone. You know? Yeah. Cause I, if you, if you're in real estate, I'm thinking like, what are they first time home buyer? Second time. Home? Like, you know, like there's so mm. many different, and, they, and you have to speak differently to every single yeah person. Like, so as far as that, I'm interested in that Chipotle, uh, real now. Like I told, put it this way. When I, when I hired Anna, I told her who my editor was and yeah. I said this video and she's like, <gasps> <laughs> like she'd seen it. Is it, is it shot? Like, how is it shot? Uh, basically. Like it's, a vlog style? Like. It's, it's very fast paced. What do you say? It's like 30 seconds to 45 seconds. 20, yeah. yeah. It's real quick uh-huh. and it starts off. It's a question. Yeah. And it's the Chipotle logo with her holding a burrito. That's the hook. That's the, like the. the you can get a Chipotle burrito for $2. What? That was what it was basically. It's equivalent of like buying a house for ten dollars. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And but then her storytelling, because she just saw like this whole steal like an artist. Yeah. She saw someone else do the same video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, well, that's interesting. You shot it very boring. Yeah. I'll do it better. And that video had like a million, like the one that she ripped it from. Mm. And then hers gets across all three channels probably. Over fifty mil. This is my question to you about about, about that specific thing. It's like, so for a client, do you think? So they need to have a, a certain type of storytelling ability, right, for mm. it to execute. Do you think you can teach that, or do you think at some point you just have to be just born with it? Oh, it's teachable. It just is not quick. It's like anything. I like so. <laughs> here's a side story. I always was like. I want to be a singer. I want to know how to sing, but I don't have a good voice. 
I heard you can learn how to sing. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I learned. I started learning at 25. Okay. And within three, four years, I could sing okay. Okay. Now, I am, am I great in terms of being like, I'll just bust out now? No. <laughs> you know, um, also, I've been talking a shitload, which is terrible to try and sing after. But in the matter of, you know, a couple of years, at 25, you know, like, oh, you can't learn anything once you, like, kids learn shit so easy. No, it's yeah. not. They learn it so painfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you can learn everything. Because, again, my ability to storytell is not always great. Right. Sometimes it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Most of the time in real life, dude, it's fucking terrible at the moment. But it just takes a lot of time to be. And it's like anything. Like, can I, anyone be a realtor? If they're motivated it enough. Feels like, it feels like everyone's a realtor. Yeah, I feel like we're like probably the only three in the whole Florida not, realtor, not realtors. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, is there a way? Yes, I know it's we know it takes time, right? Yeah. But is there a way? Is there a way that you can systemize it to teach a client in a X amount of time, or no? They just have to. It would do. It, uh, like, what would be your pitch? Like, how would you offer that? So, I mean, th there's definitely systems because there's systems in ways humans connect with a story. There needs to be an underlying motif. There's usually three acts. Mm -hmm. We've now, we just now call act one in mm -hmm. short form as a hook. Yeah. Same shit. It's an act one. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's like there are systems in making a story. Uh, and yes, you can teach it once you like Mr. Beast. He has a system for like, he, yeah. can, he goes, I could tell you what to do in a video and you'll go viral. Like he knows his system because he's like, here's the he's beats you do. Yeah. Um, and yes, you can teach. You can definitely teach a client. They just got to be willing to learn, though. That's the thing. That's and that, the hard part. They have to put in the hours, not which not one because I think most of the time. And this is what I usually say to my clients. Like I, I literally spoke to a guy today at the gym before we came here, and he's a guy who I was chatting to him in the sauna six, twelve months ago. Yeah, when I first got here. Add me on Instagram. So he's always seeing my shit. He does like installations mm -hmm. of um, like sound systems. Mm -hmm. They're fucking cool. Like, I'm like, dude, it's easy to make content for your shit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just, he, he walked up and he's like, hey, man, how you going? Yeah. Um, and I said to him, I'm like, why aren't you doing content? He's like, oh, man, I just haven't got time, you know? Yeah. And I go, I get it. Uh, he goes, I get referrals. I've got all this, you know, I, I, I make enough money that I don't really need to. Yeah but he wants to. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, like, so pay someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was like this light bulb he hadn't thought of. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he had it because, you know, you just got to do it. Then you got to film it. Then you got to you know, put it everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, money's just an amplifier of time, dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, it was just, it was fascinating because so many people don't think that way. They don't think that way. And I was like, you pay someone else. They do it. And you focus on what you do with great, which is fucking sell. And it, literally he's like, so you do that? He goes, your company does that. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, sweet, we'll talk. Like, <laughs> What do you think about this though? I've, de I've dealt with the extreme opposite where I'm like, hey man, like, hey man, like, you know, this is what I do. And he's like, nah, I create content on my own. I do it myself. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. That's why your business is failing because you're too busy fucking worried about the content. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, focus on your business, 
let me deal with the content, and you focus on all these issues that you're having. And it's like, you got to get them to, because for the record, this person, his business is still failing. He hasn't listened to me. So, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you got to kind of have them like see both sides. Like, pay Mm -hmm. someone to do what they do so you can focus on what you do because either you're not going to do it or you're going to be too involved in it. Yeah. I usually just say to them, I'm just like, all right, if you pay me five grand and you did two hours of work or three, whatever, and it made you back fuck even 10 grand mm-hmm. play it safe okay, would you do it and you say fucking oath i would yeah, yeah, yeah that's usually what i say and i'm like now let's just say you save that five grand spend 20 30 hours you make back five is that worth it yeah. i'm like you gotta spend an extra 28 hours to make the same profit mm-hmm. they're usually like mm, fuck that <laughs> but i find the way in which i at least try and do sales with people is always like you have to draw parallels mm-hmm um, with a lot of things, sometimes it gets me in trouble because I'll usually do something crazy, some like real inappropriate one. I don't know why I go inappropriate all the time. Um, like <laughs> the one that always gets me in trouble with the in-laws is they always have chocolate and shit in the house. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can you just not have it? They go, well, you know, you eat it all the time when it's there. And I go, cause, cause it's there. I go, can you just get, can, just, if it's not there, I don't want it. And then the next day I haven't eaten chocolate. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's nice if someone wants something. And I go, and they go, well, just practice self-control. And here's the parallel I always do with it. They hate it because they just think it's that they think that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I go, all right, I'm loyal to my wife. <laughs> I'm not gonna cheat on her. But I'm gonna every probably like th- let's say three times a week. I'm gonna go to an event, there's some floozies, they're really attractive. <laughs> and, you know, there's a couple of them that want to sleep with me. Yeah. I'm just gonna go there. I'm not going to do anything because I have self-control. Would you say that that's okay? And they're like, no, that's different. I'm like, it's, it's definitely different, yeah. but it's also the same in terms of the moral of don't put yourself, like, why is it with this thing? You say, don't put yourself in temptation. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to chocolate, which I don't want to eat because I want to stay healthy, temptation's okay. <laughs> Just practice, practice self-control. And, that's the part like those that's the way i usually try and find it with people with sales is like i try and find a certain parallel it's like all right well, why do you want to hire a staff member to do the jobs out there mm-hmm. oh well i can pay them and they can you know for 30 grand a year they bring in 70 mm-hmm. all right what's the difference between that and hiring someone to do your marketing it's like, it's like because they don't work directly for them, they can't make that. They don't understand it in their business. Yeah. I think that's emotionally the biggest thing they don't understand. Well, you don't work for me. I'm just paying you. It's like, no, you're buying a staff member that's part-time yeah. and very fucking good at their one thing they're doing. I'm not coming in and doing your paperwork, doing your accounting. Do- I'm doing one thing. So you're getting a deal. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's yeah. why I usually say to them, I'm like, what you're paying me for a month, you're like, I'm learning... How do I say this? I said, I converted someone this way. That's right. Say you hire someone full time. Mm-hmm. For starters, that'll like if they if they're half decent, and you got to train them. You, well, yeah. Well, say there's two. There's multiple options. You hire someone. Now you got to train them. That's the blind leading the blind. You don't do marketing. You don't do videos, and you're training someone to do videos and marketing. Is that a good business choice? And how much time is that taking? Yep. 
or you hire someone who is really good. They're going to cost this much because you're taking up a month of their time. Now, outsource me. Also, they only learn from your mistakes and like your your content. Mm-hmm. Now, hire me. I've got X amount of clients. Let's say it's 10. I charge you this, which is going to be, honestly, you're, like, you're paying me for really th- two, three days mm-hmm. a month. Uh, but I'm learning from my mistakes with this client, that client, this client. Like I'm getting 10 different companies and what I learn from those, I funnel into you. Mm-hmm. That's what you're paying for. On top of not having to train me, I'm going to tell you what's going wrong with our stuff, which I'm learning from all these people. Yeah. I go, that's what you're buying. And that's usually what they go, like, fuck, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with um because this this is a uh, this is something I dealt with uh, a few weeks ago because uh, like for your clients how often do you guys shoot like two three times a month four five once once okay so how yeah. do you perfect so how do you how do you navigate when someone says I'm paying you five thousand and you're just coming in for one time like no I need you to come in every day if I'm paying you five dollars I tell them that um it's funny I don't get that. I got it the other day, yeah. and and I kind of like what I what I positioned it. I'm like, dude, yeah, we're shooting two times a month, mm. but what you're not you're not paying for that. You're not paying for the camera. You're not paying. For, you're paying well, for the distribution. It, it, that and that's usually what I tell them. It's like, um, because my one of my friends who's so good at editing videos, he's improving his storytelling now. He works full time for one guy. Mm-hmm. In a month, he makes what I make in two days. He's like, huh? Yeah. And his output. His output is twice the amount of content that I put out. Yep. Um, the people that I that do say yes have no qualms mm. at all. But what I said, I go to them, I'm like, here's what you're buying. You're not buying a video. Because I always try to remove being a commodity. It's like, you pay this, you get this outcome. I'm like, the commodity co- portion is you get this many short form videos. Yeah. The thing you're buying is you guys let's let's use the the home loan guy the loan officers as an example focus on making loans focus on closing that shit yeah i'm coming in and the umbrella of things which is the value you're getting someone who understands how to do hooks how to do talk um talking on camera i'm going to teach you how to tonally move like don't just be on a camera be like the market is down. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, here's how I make you into like a, a, a charismatic a celebrity, person. Yeah. Here's how I like, I'm like, all right, how you're saying that, I don't hear it. Do this, this, and this. You're buying that. You're buying the coaching of that. And it takes no extra time for me. Like I'm there anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that this is what's separating me and my team from being a videographer. Because one guy hit me up because he's just like, I ended up taking one of his clients and I charged... I think four or five times what he was paying mm-hmm. and they dropped him for me. And he's like, yeah. what? <laughs> but I was like, you're, you're buying that. I also, I mean, it's the creative mind. Mm-hmm. When they experience it, I'm like, I'm creating an uh, ecosystem that people come onto your page and they, f- they see you in a three-dimensional space. Right. So like most of the time I'm like, they're not buying, like, I don't want to, I don't like Ryan Pineda, for example, like his content. Cause I'm like, it's Ryan, 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 Ryan. He's two dimensional. Yeah. He's like the guy with he got a guy who has colorful hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
like with the the teams that I get on board, I'm like, all right, I want to see Alex. I want to see Viri. I want you guys to come in because that's the environment that people see. Mm -hmm. And when it makes you like think of your favorite TV show, it's very rarely is it one character. It's a character with a bunch of sub characters. And I come in and I do that. I'm making your thing three dimensional. And because, you know, in, in this case, Giovanni, there's a lot of people that aren't going to gel with you, Giovanni. Now, you're going to lose all those sales, but Viri, who speaks Spanish, she's in your ecosystem. She works with you. Mm-hmm. She's going to suck in all, like, and bring in all the Spanish clients. Yep. And they might come across your wall, see her video, and be like, huh. And, you know, and also it gives that three-dimensional fun stuff where you see them interacting. I want to be friends. I want to be with them. They're buying that. But they don't even, like, you know, that external thing, they don't see it. Where I'm like, oh, she's funny because of this. He's, like, quirky because of they're that. Too, they're too in it. Yeah. 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 There's that. The faster turnover because I've got an external editing team. Mm-hmm. It's super quick. Um, and then also we also distribute it because I'm just like, it takes us 20 minutes to schedule a post. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, people that charge a couple, like, hundreds and hundreds, I'm like, ah. <laughs> feels weird i'm like you write the copy i'll i'll edit some minor tweaks yeah but i'm like by and large you guys just you know and most of the time they post it like on instagram where the invite collaborator use i'm like i teach them how to do that i'm like you go do that yeah because like you have to be on it to do it yeah so there's a lot of that stuff but at the same time i also say i'm like you're also simultaneously buying an excursion for the team for half a day because i'm actually only technically there for half a day yeah um to the point where it's like, I mean, all my clients go, dude, when are you coming back next? Because I come in, I'm fucking teasing them. I'm making fun, like funny it's a whole experience. videos. Yeah, it's yeah. like you, they're buying all these things. It's not me coming in going, all right, what do you want to say? Mm. I'm like, oh, do this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, because I'm packaging it that way, but also I'm enjoying it a lot because of multiple reasons. Yes, I'm making a lot of money from it. Mm-hmm. Um giving back way more value, but you know, I can passionately go in. Cause I'm just like, fuck, I've got to grind again. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm having fun. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, also when they start going, dude, this guy reached out to me, that girl reached out to me. Like, Oh, I was at this event and they were like, Oh, you're that person. Yeah. Makes me feel good too. Yeah. That, that happened to me. Um, like this past week, we, uh, one of my clients, we put out a reel, Collectively, like 500k, but the right people saw it. He got calls for like documentaries and like all this mm. other stuff. And I was like, Yeah, that's what I do it for, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but was it, happy. It's cool because it's like, I like what Russell Brunson says, which is people buy shit because of status or love. They're the only two things at the core of everything. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we help elevate that status. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of my clients, she, she was in the middle of Wyoming. Some town of like 8,000 people and they yeah. had some parade and this contractor walks up to her and she, he's like, Hannah? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, seen your content. <laughs> Fucking keep it up. And like her and her boyfriend, who's also named Blake, I have two clients called Blake. Okay. Working on a third, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, Blake, Blake. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but they were like, they were there and they were just like, what the, f- what happened? And I go, Honestly, dude, it's happening more and more the more clients that I have. It's like, it's not even a surprise for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's very weird, Yeah, you know, for but, some people. But, I mean, that's 
but again, back to the point I was saying earlier, like that of her getting recognized and why, like, even if there's not an immediate ROI, there's a brand awareness ROI. Yep. That that they don't take an account for because now, okay, the guy recognized her from the content. Now he's more likely to buy if, if she. Yeah, you know? she was geographically limited at the moment because yeah. she's a roofer here. Okay. But I mean, <clears throat> I mean, she she's already she makes back her money and then some. Yeah. But they also understand as well. It's like, how many times do they go and have a face to face, go to a networking group, and this and this before they make a sale? It's like it's the same thing, but you're doing this at scale now. Mm-hmm. You know, from the comfort of your home or office or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's and good. and again, you can reuse it. And the goal is always like with my stuff is like educate and entertain, like edutain. Yeah. But if I can make people laugh, like some of the some of the shit we do is so dorky. <laughs> but it's like you're dorky plus teaching them and people are just like, that's funny. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we should catch up now. It's almost like putting putting a lecture in a jingle in a way. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Good. But no, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like um I just like getting results, dude. Like that's that's really like what what really motivates me. Like when like when the guy called me about the documentary, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I mean, I don't because at this point, it's like I I don't know how you see it, but I don't I don't I don't work for like the money. Like the money is a fuel. Money is a fuel that keeps things going and keeps everything moving. But I don't work for the money. I work for the results. That's really like yeah my target. So yeah, yeah. and that's that's what I think. Like it, I think now. I'm so used to people going, one, man, that was fun. My team's buzzing. And yeah. two, I'm used to, did you know so-and-so came out and reached to me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it still gives me that like, fuck yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is that point where I'm just like, yeah, just, yeah. Let me ask yeah. you this. Where do you, where do you see content going? Because like you, like you said earlier, I'm also tired of the talking head content. Like, so yeah. where do you see it going do you think it's gonna it's gonna go back to long form, even shorter short form, or like, what is your opinions on it? That is good. Um, I don't know. Um, I heard Mr. Beast's manager talk about the shortfalls of in a creator economy. From so this is separate to a business, but in a creator economy, short form doesn't build a community. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to re- like, the short form hooks people in. It's always gonna have a purpose, but. It's back to that point of getting someone's attention is fucking hard. It is hard. It's very hard and people don't realize there's a reason why people who have attention make a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal, I think all of them are going to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing just one, you're screwed. Screwed. Um, I agree. But if you had to do one and become very good, it'd be long form. Long form. Because you can build a community. Oh, oh. Um, but if look, if you're someone like a business owner who you don't need to build community just yet. Short form is a good quick thing of getting some eyeballs. Yeah. Because again, like if, if you're trying to close a loan or I make think, a sale. I think, I think building community is definitely, I think everyone needs to, every business yeah. needs to in the long run. Yeah. Well, it's like the podcast. Yeah. If I was just doing the podcast, probably not many people would know me. Yeah. But it's the short form that most people see. Like yeah. I have people come up to me, like I had some people in the industries around here, I'm used to knowing me because I've gone to all the heads and it's like have that trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. It's when it's someone on the street who's not in real estate or yeah. in like these business circles 
when they come up to me, I'm just like, oh shit, it's starting to go a bit broader. Yeah. Like I, ha- I was at uh, Mercado mm-hmm. and I'm having dinner <clears throat> um, and the waiter walks up and he's, I'm like, oh shit, sorry, man. I got the car. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting your money. He goes, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. Yeah. And I go, what, what episode do you like? He goes, oh no, I just see the clips. There you go. Yeah. So like without the clips, it's like, that's why most people that do podcasts, like, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it works. You're just not doing it right. Yeah. You know? How did that feel when, when the waiter recognized you? It was, it was, you know, it was funny. So <laughs> it worked so well because my friend who I was telling you about who um, works full time for the guy, he was down visiting him, Okay. Uh, and I'm trying so hard to pull him down here. <laughs> and so I was having dinner with him and then some other guy who I randomly met that day. And he, <laughs> so Josiah was like, what the fuck? And I go, dude, it's because I'm going, like right now I'm only focusing on Southwest Florida. Yeah. You know, like again, not going broad, mm-hmm. not trying to be like, I'm going to be famous around the world. Like that is hard, dude. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I, the thing is be the most known person in Southwest Florida. It's just because I know that there's that byproduct of recognizability and mm-hmm. then trust. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier. It's, it's also less daunting to be like, I'm taking over a, a county. Right, right, right. Then right. I'm taking on the world. The that, world. There's a big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big mission. Yeah. Um, And then the other guy, it was, it was quite funny because the guy who was with his, chatting with us for the first time, he went back to the gym and he was asking all the staff, he's like, is this Blake guy like a big deal or something? <laughs> it was just perfect timing. I was like, yeah. bro, I'm a fucking nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's funny. The same thing happened to me one time. I was in, I was in Cabo. I was at the club. And some guy, I'm in the club, and the guy's like, he taps on me, and I'm like, I don't fucking know this guy. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I watch your podcast all the time, man. Like, good shit. And I'm like, and I was with some girl, and she was like, are you a big deal? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just so weird. But yeah. that, again, to your point, that's when I realized, like, the power of just, like, just content, period. Mm. Just, like, because you never know who's watching either. No. Like, just because you have a, a X amount of views, that doesn't mean it hasn't hit the right person, you know? So, yeah. And video too, like, I mean, this is why I say I'm like, what is Ty Lopez said it a while ago about, you know, this was early internet where he's just like, just do an hour video of you just talking. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, that worked back then, not now. Yeah. But, you know, that whole thing of people will, what's the analogy Ty used to use? It was the average of like how long it takes for a girl to decide if she wants to sleep with you or not. It was like seven hours of interaction. Okay. So his thing was like, they did, you know, how Ty talks, like, oh, they did this study. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and so it's like from seven hours of quality time, the girl decides whether or not she wants to sleep with you after, but if she's, usually they decide they don't want to well before that seven hours. Mm-hmm. So if you get to seven hours, statistically, you're going to get laid. Yeah. And he goes, so there's one or there's multiple ways you can do it. Seven hours worth of photos, which is millions of photos. Thousands of photos, yeah. One, or you can do... Uh, what is it? Quick math. 14 half an hour dates. Mm-hmm. Or one seven hour date. Yeah. Now, obviously he's being facetious in a way, but it was that thing of a video is always going to exponentially build your relationship with a p- prospect or a community way faster yeah. than constantly uh, posting photos unless you're an Insta thought who has no personality, then photos are your, your champion. <laughs> yeah, photos, photos <laughs> work in your favor. Yeah. I, I've, I've read that too somewhere, and not Ty Lopez, but I read it like an actual statistic where they were saying like, 
it was very, very, very similar to what you're saying. Something about video, like exponentially seven hours of video or something like that. Mm. So I, I, I agree with that, actually. Mm. They can also, people can see your mannerisms. Uh-huh. Like, and they can tell right away if they like you or not. And if you're being real or not. Unless yeah. you're a very good actor. Yeah, most people aren't. So yeah. No, most people are not. Yeah. That's why, uh, what is it? That's why reality TV is so good. Because it is acted, but they're shit actors. And because they're shit actors, it's more believable. <laughs> Yes. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I love those ones who are like, honey, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, okay, no one fucking talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What 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 was your what was your opinion um Salvador Floyd when you first moved here? Um wow, okay. It was it's it's funny, like it's definitely everything's so far away. Yeah. That was why I created the podcast because I got I wanted people to come to me. Uh, also to my, so like, I assume back back home you lived in like a city. Yeah. Okay. Let's put it this way: when my wife in the working day, because I, I would go to the gym, work, come back middle of the day, do some admin shit, go back to the gym in the afternoon when right. people train, she'd be like, "Hey, can we go to oh, what was it Soul Burger?" She goes, "Can we go to Soul Burger for lunch?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "That's twenty minutes away, no fucking chance." <laughs> That's the life I lived in. Yeah. Then I get here and I'm like, 20 minutes, 20 minutes again. Um, that's my only thing, like, in terms of, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this area, I was excited because I knew at least if I'm thinking locally initially, I, on a call I had yesterday with one of my new clients, you know, she moved here from Philadelphia mm -hmm. and she's like, Everyone here uses Facebook. Like, to timestamp how behind this place is with so social media, most people in this area still network. Like, make sure you check in on Facebook. What's that, like, eight years behind? <laughs> and so I realized that video was something yeah. that I'm like, oh, Somebody it's going to be a hard that. slog in terms of, you know, the whole it's better to be a buccaneer than a pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like... What I noticed was I ended up becoming a pioneer here, at least for the local businesses for creative content that if I'm in LA, people are like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was my initial reaction. But uh, again, it was, it was, it's, it's hard to, cause I knew nobody. Mm -hmm. And I think that. How always, did you start? Yeah. Like, uh, it was the, it was the classic, the, networking and okay. meeting people okay. slow and painful buy like you know you buy into some networking things my budget was fucking bees dick so <laughs> i wasn't buying into high yeah high level people not disrespecting the people i were there but it was like when i tell them my price point which at the time was 30 percent what i charge now yeah whew, that's a lot of money yeah. yeah and i was like oh okay and then what shifted for me was when i started the podcast because Again, my thing was like, I'm wasting so much time. I just, I want to, one, I'm like being someone telling clients, video is great. This is what you do to scale your business. No one ever asked me this, but I know I would. Cool. Do you do it? Mm. Well, no, but yeah. yeah. why would I buy you? Buy yeah. from you. So my thing was like, I need to be the one that's leading the charge in this area. And at least the real quick way is to do some, <clears throat> you know, do the, the podcast. Okay. And then in a matter of three months, it was like my whole life shifted. And then six months, even bigger of a shift, 
now to where it's like, I mean, this quarter, so last quarter, I made what I made in the last two quarters. Mm -hmm. And then this quarter, I'll make in one in the last two quarters as well. So like, it's it's increasing Constant. by double. Yeah, that's good. Because that's... And it, it all does come down to the podcast. And yeah. also then, I mean, I got talking head stuff as well and yeah. other things mashed in. Um, but that was, that was what really skyrocketed mm. me. And also like buying Tanner's course, like that was a big investment that mo most people don't take, Yeah, which was, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it was in, I made a certain amount of money and it was like money in, money out for that month. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was just like, how do I get to the next level? What were two things? Um, do you ever take the time? And I ask everyone this: Do you ever take the time to zoom out and look at like where you were, maybe even on Australia, compared to like where you are now? Yeah, constantly. Yeah, that that and that's the hard thing, I guess, with like the the struggles like uh, with the family. Like again, the the family are the ones that will support and destruct you <laughs> yeah. the most. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like they're the biggest champions when it's starting to go good and then if there's a little bit of uncertainty they're just like are you sure like it's from a place of concern mm -hmm. but it's 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 detrimental concern not constructive concern yep. Yep. and so one thing i've had to zoom out constantly because mm -hmm. they're really concerned like you know i still live in my in-laws house mm -hmm. because i mean shit we moved a year ago mm -hmm. and i started my own business you need to have two years of income to prove a yeah. home loan um so I'm I'm always having to be like, guys, name, like, think of someone you could even think of that you know, that in their first year of meeting and knowing nobody mm -hmm. is making six figures. Mm -hmm. First year, mm -hmm. you know? And now I've, but then I've, um, that's six figures with also, I'm paying all my expenses minus rent. Um, and constantly trying to meet people and doing shit like this, which this doesn't, doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. It now does. Cause they're like, Oh crap. But when I first started it, cause again, I had $3,000 come in from my first client. Yeah. 3000 went out for the podcast. Okay. So it was like camera, camera lights, boom, boom, boom. Okay. Cause I like this, is what I have to do next. <laughs> they're like, Blake, you just made that money. I'm like, yeah. And this will make more money. And it has, it's made way more money yeah, than that yeah. three. Um, but you know, the, it was, it's the common question. I guess that, What's, what my father-in-law asked me when I first started, he goes, do you really think someone's going to listen to two hours? And I was like, no. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. I go, but it's not about that. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised when people go like, dude, I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, wow, you have that much. <laughs> but I listened to that with Rogan, like, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely the zoom out's important. And I've noticed you do a, a lot do it as a well. lot, yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, and I get that from um, just like people around me. Cause I'm like really hard on myself. So I like... But you gotta think of who I was around too, bro. Like when you're around guys like Tanner, it's like it's hard not to like compare, bro. What, I remember one day he was like, "Yeah, I made forty grand today." I was like, "Oh, great, <laughs> great." So yeah, yeah so it's but hard. you need those people to pull you forward. Yeah, like I said, my best mate, he's our. You're how old are you? Uh, thirty-one, thirty-four. He's thirty-three. There's a casualness to that money. Yeah, my my friend was like, I'm going to have to bleep this out, mark this, <laughs> an hour 40, bleep this out. <clears throat> he was like, um, 
yeah, like we, we make all right money. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, probably like two, three million a, year, a month. I'm like, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. And But there was no bragging. Mm-hmm. It was the same as me going, this is water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, I, I wasn't even a comparison. Like, yeah, there was maybe a little bit of comparison, but I was just like, holy shit, that's capable. That's possible. Yeah, that's that's exactly. You know? So. Before before I was I was running around with T is like I was always like, if I can make six figures doing video, I'm good. That was like my goal. Mm. But then after I got around him and I saw everything, I'm like, oh no no no, it's not enough. Yeah, I could do more. If he could do more, granted, like he every, <clears throat> right, all these people are all smart people. But at the same time, I'm like, he's not doing anything that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Like if he can do it, it's like bro, I can do it. Yeah. So like you said, it shows you that you're capable. Yeah. You know so. And it's also like it's it, you hear it all the time. It's like it's the people that you're around. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> again, I tell my in-laws <laughs> what I made last month, uh-huh. and they're like, "And you don't think you can get a, you can afford a <clears throat> you don't think you can get a a home loan?" And I'm like, "That was one month. Yeah. Next month's a whole new slate, baby." <laughs> you know. And I go also, it's like, but I'm not putting all that money into a house. Yeah. There's portions that go here. There's a family. There's reinvestment. There's paying staff. There's yep, this. Yep, it's yep. like the gross number sounds fantastic, but yep. it's not. I don't. I'm not doing this for a house yet. Side note, though, mm-hmm. I'm designing my our, our first house. There we go. And it's it's fucking sick. <laughs> it, it's like it's it's um. We're basically I'm building this. Uh-huh. In my backyard, like we're looking at a certain land. I really hope we can get this one because it's like a, an acre. Uh-huh. But instead of me having to travel 20 minutes, because you know I hate that, yeah. <laughs> the the back of the lot is going to be this as a two-story. So 150, 150 okay. um, plus a rooftop. So okay. it's like you got podcast studio, um, office space at the top. Yeah, I really want to slip and slide off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> but it, again, it was like that's – those steps that a lot of people, unless you talk, like, I mean, Hormozy talks about it. A lot of my friends talk about it. It's like, no, how do you buy your time? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, like last night I had to send some files to my editor, mm-hmm. but it was a, like, I, I couldn't do it. So I had to pick up the in-laws, but I had to export the proxies first. And I was like, fuck. So I went to the airport, drove back home. Mm-hmm. And because I had to drive 20 minutes here to do a 30 second press a button to send it mm-hmm. and 20 minutes back i was like fuck i'll do it in the morning which put us back two three hours mm. i was like dude i don't want that yeah so it's how can i build an office that's far enough away a walk that i'm leaving my house i'm away from the family but it's a 30 second walk back and that's what we're um, my goal is to i always said to say she goes you just want big homes and i'm like no 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 I'm building a compound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want this here, that here, and efficiency stuff. And it's all possible. Like, you don't have to go too crazy. Yeah. But that's that's what we're looking at doing for the next chapter. And I'm, like, fucking excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Nah, I, yeah, I hope uh, Yeah, I hope it works out for you. Yeah, so anyways, back to the, the zooming out thing. I think everyone should be doing that. Like, a lot of mm. guys don't. A lot of guys don't. I think it's important because... You know, I was I was reading something the other day, dude, where they were saying like, um, this, an entrepreneur wrote this too. He was saying like, if you are an entrepreneur and you tie yourself to your success, he said you're always going to be emotionally unstable because success 
comes and goes, right? Like one, mm. like you said, one month you're up, one month you're down. But if you tie yourself to the system or the journey of everything you've learned to get there, he said you will never be emotionally unstable because, like, if you always constantly yeah. look at like what you've learned or what you've overcome, you'll always feel a sense of gratitude, even yeah. on your bad months. So that's kind of like a mental shift that I've been trying to do uh, recently. So has that been hard? For you, yeah, fuck yeah. When you hit, when you don't hit a certain number in a month, you're like, when you're used to hitting this number, you don't hit it. I'm like, uh, fuck, what I do wrong? But I, I constantly, I have to like, you know, like, you know, uh, my low isn't is is uh is not everyone's low. Like even on my bad month, I probably made more than yeah. It might you know be someone's saying? high, right, right. Yeah. So it's always perspective. Yeah, and so how long? It, <clears throat> where? How far are you looking back in order to achieve that grounding? Uh, I usually look just this year. I try not to look back too, too, too much. Mm -hmm. I try just to look back like January to now and like everything, you know. That that works for me. Everyone's different, but mm -hmm. that's usually what I try to do. That way it's still like new and it's still like, because I don't know, I feel like if I look back too, too much, it's like it's not even the same person, so it doesn't even count yeah. at that point, you know. I remember when I was 15. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. So. So, and so what are your plans like in the... The future. So, do you, you used to work close with Tanner? No, 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 no. We're still homies, but now we, we don't want to work together. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I was. I was. I was actually just at his house like a few a few days ago. But um. Oh, the one in Miami. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice place. You been there? I so when I was doing gentries, I just went up the elevator, but I could like I was I didn't go in in because Tanner oh, was on calls it, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like, fuck. Okay, I can like you can see just enough through the glass doors. I was like. Like, it seems like, from what I could see, it's like, it's exactly what I want to achieve, which is his his penthouse or whatever is his little compound. Yep. He doesn't go far. He doesn't yep. have to do anything. Yep. It's that exact thing that is, I guess, what every entrepreneur's goal should be. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, I don't have to go far. Mm -hmm. I get shit done. I have more time. Great. Yeah. And it looks sleek in there, too. Yeah, I actually lived there with him for a few months. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was um, yeah, it was dope. But um, and you were in Puerto Rico with him for a bit too. Yeah, I was in Puerto Rico. We lived in a like in a penthouse over there too, actually. Hmm. Yeah, that was that was dope, man. That was good. I was um, are you into like are you into like a uh, Dragon Ball Z and shit like that? Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. But I appreciate. But you know a little bit of like yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so like me in Puerto Rico, I was telling my friend the other day that was like um, me in like the hyperbolic time chamber, like. I don't yeah. know if you know what that is. Like, no. So in, in, you mean like a hyperbaric chamber? Or nah, nah. So like in, in, in Dragon Ball Z, the hyperbolic is like where like all the fighters go to train. And there, there's like no sense of time, no sense of sound, no sense of anything. It's just like mm -hmm. a, a room where you just train. So that's like what I like consider Puerto Rico as. Because like I didn't know anyone. So I was just me and him and just grinding it out yeah. all day, every day. So, yeah. And so he ends up moving back. It's funny. Uh, I heard Hormozy talk about a friend of his and he was talking about a friend that went to Puerto Rico every weekend yeah. and then he was like do you think you just stay in Miami and make money and I was like is that him? <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah I think it was him because I think he told me that too he's like he, you're wasting your time going back and forth yeah because we were in Puerto Rico um, and he, yeah like we would just fly back every fucking week like every other week mm -hmm. he would fly back I would stay Cause I'm like, dude, I'm in Puerto Rico, like I'm I'm chilling. Yeah. But he was like, you know, he had he had he has like people in Miami, so he would always fly back. 
And then one day we were just talking. And he was just like, "Yeah, bro, like I'm over this shit. I'm about to just move back." <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's let's probably Hormozzi's advice." Yeah, I, yeah, I heard a clip when he was talking about it, and I just put the two dots together. Like I was like, "Cause he just goes, you know, I have a friend of mine, and the, you know, he was doing yeah, this." Yeah, I think I think uh, I, go, I fucking guessed that guy. <laughs> it, yeah, it was because we uh we made a YouTube video out of it too. He was like, he yeah, he told me he was like, "Yeah, Hormozzi told me da da da," and he was like, "Bro, let's talk about it." And then we just oh, cut okay. the camera and we made a YouTube. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Well, it's true though. It's like you know, if it, if you can cut out some time and figure out a way to make more money to buy that time back. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think I think it, it also boils down to like, like yeah, dude, you can save all this money living in another country, but like, when none of your people are in that country, it's just like yeah, what's the point? Like, is this is this why you got rich for to do this type of shit? You yeah, oh, and because in that video, Hormozzi is saying like if. Tax is the one thing that's important. Why do so many rich people live in California and live in New York? Mm-hmm. The highest tax rate. Like, why? If that's the one metric that you're trying to figure out how to avoid, do what the rich people are doing. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that, you, that we talk about this because that ties back to, I guess, the original question that you asked earlier with Southwest Florida. The only thing that I've got at the moment which I'm struggling with is finding people that are like-minded in the realm that I am in. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, because it's I mean, slow here. It's slow here. The people, like all the videographers that I do know, are those ones that we talked about earlier. That's like they're grinding constantly. Like, yeah. One of my friends, who I won't mention on this, he's been doing it for years. And I remember a few months ago, he was me. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'll make a hundred grand this year." Mm. And I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "To do it, I've been here for a year, and I'm already doing that." Yeah. Like, what? What, what, what do you mean? And I'm trying to pull him out of it. I'm like, stop chasing these pennies. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, I think you're, you're, you're very good at business. Like, this is his words. I've still got way more to, to learn. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't pull him out of that thing because he's so used to chasing the pennies. And yeah. I get it. It's scary. Like, you know. He's probably, uh, and I don't know him, but he's probably mistaking, like, being busy for being productive. Mm. That's the issue, and I, well, I, I've also, dealt with that. I guess is with what we do and the way you and I do it is. Yeah, there is uncertainty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's you've still got to go grind and find. Yeah, there's it's still like I don't want people to like watch my clip and like be like it's still a grind. Yeah, but it's it's my my thing is like grind with intention to build. Mm. Don't just grind just to grind. Don't be busy and not productive. I think Hermosi talks about it too. Like, yeah. Well, my father-in-law has a great saying, which is don't, don't, don't confuse action with results. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. And it's true. But sometimes the results require a fuckload of action that people are like, you're just busy. It's like, no, no, I have to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what's, you know what I, and maybe you deal with this too, when they're like, just do it tomorrow. I'm like, no, if I do it tomorrow, it's going to set me back this, 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 and this. Yeah. It's like, I got to do it today. I don't get that from them. It's more... They see how hard I'm working, uh-huh. and it's just like it's hard because they're they're at the end of their cycle of yeah. like business and like they're in their sixties yeah. And so I get the the feedback all the time is like, man, if you knew how easy it was to make money, you wouldn't stress as much. And I'm like, okay, one, this is coming from someone who's built the business, and now you can sit back to a degree. Mm-hmm. I think you forgot about where you came from. Yeah, I don't think it was like that when they first started off. Nope. 
They're not just... even fucking close. Yeah. And I, I'm also, I go to them like, you're again, you're forgetting the origin story of this, which is, it was a full reset for a 34 at the time, 33 year old. Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. A full reset, and not only that, it was a full reset plus having to pay for a family. Yeah. For the like. I go, I have to freaking work. And how, then how how scary was that? Or was it or you I I've always had this blind faith in myself mixed in with like complete fear. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my poor wife deals with it. Uh, always. So it's like blind faith mixed in with fear? Yeah. So it's like it, it's I know the pieces that are required. Do I believe that I could take always better action? Hundred percent. I think anyone who has visionary goals. Yeah. Always is like I could be doing more yeah. and more effective, right? Um, <clears throat> but it's yeah. I'm I'm trying to. You, you, you're always trying to do like that yin and yang thing. Mm-hmm. If you're too optimistic, you're delusional mm-hmm. because you're completely forgetting the other fifty percent of reality, which mm-hmm. is shit happens. Yeah. But if you're pull full on negative, you're also delusional because you're forgetting that there's so much shit that's working. Yeah. And so I'm always like, what I'm working for is like what you were mentioning, which is there's still that emotional swing mm-hmm. a little bit, but I think the emotional swing is mixed in with like what I'm trying to achieve. Um, and it's so crazy. Like, again, this month, Touchwood's on track for being a record month and last month was a record month. Mm-hmm. But I still have that like, fuck mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I deal with that too. Like, there's there's months when, bro, there's months when I when I sit and I look and and I make the more money than I've ever made in a year at certain jobs, whatever. Mm. But there's times when I still feel like, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, I'm doing yeah. alright. Like, can I do it again? Or like, you know, so it's definitely it's like that. Re- it's funny how quickly a reset happens in terms of when you like you hear people like Tanner, even both the Tate boys. They're like, when you get stuck in the doing, the results happen, you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said, I had one week where it was like, if that week, if I achieved 75% of that in a month back home, mm-hmm. so that's only just over a year ago, I would have been like, fuck, I'm killing life. <laughs> I'm killing life, man. Yeah, yeah. And we were just so stuck in doing, and I was just like, hold on. Like, it was like a week later that it hit when I did the conversion to Australian dollars. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. Like that just blew past me. Yeah, you know. So, but with your like, are you having the swings at the moment still, or like what is? Yeah, I went through it like last week. I went through like last week. I had like a little, little mental roadblock, and I started like kind of questioning myself. And uh, I don't know. I like I was just questioning myself. Then I just got fed up, and I was just like, stop being a fucking pussy, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> then I just yeah. did it, and I started. I started landing some things, and I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, I mean, yeah. it's normal, dude. It's gonna happen. Mm. It's gonna, especially if you just like start failing. Like, it was certain deals I was trying to close, and I kept like mm. after another. It was like three, four. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "I know, I know, I know my shit." What the fuck? And then I, I was just like, I just, you know, had that Tanner's voice, like, "Bro, stop being a pussy. Just do yeah. it." Yeah. So. Well, that, and that, it is funny because it is like that for sure. And I think that maybe that's another reason why most peop, most videographers struggle mm-hmm. and why they chase the the peanuts is because it's constant small bits of dopamine. Right. All right, cool, I made 300 bucks today. 
200 bucks a day, right? 150 bucks a day. Right. Whereas to be like, all right, I made five grand this year. Oh, this year, Jesus, this week. And, you know, filming wise, it was a week's work. Yeah. Um, that requires three weeks of not having money. Mm or at least money coming in and having a mini dopamine hit. And instead, like what you said, because it was the same with me, like the last, I mean, in the time I've been with Tanner's thing, mm -hmm. we came up with a product, which is on brand with what I do anyway, mm -hmm. on a three month thing. Mm -hmm. But for me selling one month, the the re-up the re rate always ends up four, five, six months anyway. Yeah. Like, sorry, my current clients are all on their fourth month. Okay. Or they're starting out, but I don't have any drop-offs. Mm. But selling it on a three-month basis is a very hard sell because mm -hmm. I've got to overcome a lot more hurdles. Yeah. Whereas you're like, all right, this month is this. Do it. Next month, let's go. Next month, next month. It's a lot easier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, ha I was having calls and George, who's my um, coach, he's just mm -hmm. like, dude, you're very good at talking to people. It's just you're closing now. And I go, yeah. But there's that, there was that block. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, it's just not working for that price point because there's also me, I'm like, this is a big sell. Yeah. Which is my fault. Yeah. But the second I change it back to a month on a more premium to what I normally charge, mm -hmm. close the next one. And then we recalibrated to a thing that's a little bit more scalable as well. Literally four days ago, mm -hmm. next call, closed it. And you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 but also that, that those calls were also in line with, I just went to Tanner's event. Yeah. I spoke to Gentry. Yeah. So I had some real awesome insight that I hadn't had before that because I absorbing like the, the categories and stuff that they have for me, I'm not, I could be better at it, mm -hmm. but it doesn't resonate in terms of like chatting it out like I did with Gentry on the podcast. Right, right. And he's like, what you're saying is this problem recalibrate. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then doing the script and actually not being a dipshit and being like, I've got this. <laughs> and I actually followed a script and it was like, oh, oh this shit, shit works. works. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, but also it, that was, the script was great, but then the closing at the end, again, because of la like the two weeks prior, the, the conversation with Gentry and listening to Tanner's um, in-person example, yeah, that ability to push harder than I normally would. Mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid of that anymore because Gentry's thing, which was just like this light bulb moment for me was, I was talking about how Tanner closed. I'm like, fuck, it's a bit aggressive, yeah. but I can see why it works. Yeah, I was complimenting him, but even with Gentry goes, but see how you you label that as aggressive. He labels that as like, I we label that as I care and I'm making sure you get it. Yeah. And it was just this, oh fuck. And I'm like, I do that all the time in my life with everything else. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, you're complaining about your weight. Go to the fucking gym. <laughs> like, I'm aggressive. Yeah. But I'm also be like, dude, just do it. And it was such this light bulb moment with their advice where I was like, that's why I buy the course. You know, it's not because I want to absorb everything. But if I get, you know, five nuggets, shit, even one or two that can make a shitload more money for me. Hell yeah, that's, that's what it personality is. personality shift. Like I'm buying those moments. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that's what it is because I, I was the same way. I'm like, bro, like people pay for this shit? Mm. But then like when I saw him in action and I saw like how everything clicked, I'm like, okay, I get it. You're, you're paying, you're, it's a program, but you're really paying for like- Access. 
access, like community. You're paying for like the little, like the little, the pushes, like keep going, bro. Like <clears throat> whether it's in sales or whatever, like, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And it makes sense too. Like again, my, my, my best friend from back home, he gives me advice also because he's not attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. Advice from family is hard because they're attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. so, whereas he will be just like, what is it? He said one thing to me, which was really, and the way he says it, it's not confronting. It's just like, this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, why do you want to do videos? Mm. I was like, I like it. He was, I think you want to be a podcaster more than anything else. Mm -hmm. There was a very big element of truth to that. I do like the videos as well, mm -hmm. but I definitely love this that little bit more. Yeah. But also the byproduct with the the stuff that I do that is paid paid. I also love seeing people feel good about the work that I've done yeah. from the external things. But just that, the way in which I receive his advice, because again, he's making buttloads of money mm -hmm. and had all these different successes in four different businesses at 32. Damn. Um, his dad was the entrepreneur of the year in Australia when we were 18. Oh, wow. They built a quarter of a billion dollar company. Bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he, but again, he had his dad as a mentor. Yeah. Entrepreneur of the year for the whole of Australia Yeah, bro. as a mentor. Um, and then to see him go through that stuff all through his twenties to now he's just like, yeah, we make a lot of money, but yeah. I don't give a shit. Like he, he so cares about it, but he also doesn't give a shit. Cause I remember when he was 18, he said something about his parents. He goes, they could go to zero when they make money back. Like yeah. we're not worried Yeah, yeah. because they're invested in themselves as executors, not the assets that they've bought. It's funny. I asked Tanner the same thing one day. I was like, bro, what if you lose? He's like, I'll make it all back. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and, and I don't know if you feel like that. I feel like that now too, to a certain, not obviously not fucking millions i'm not there but at least like you can get back to this point you're at right now yeah like you've done that road yeah like if someone were to tell me like yo lose everything and can you make 10 grand in a month i'm like yeah bro yeah just you know so at least i'm <laughs> there so like and there there is a certain um confidence like and just overall just solidness bro that you get like with investing in yourself like yeah just the skill set that you do. Hermosi talks about it all the time, like skill uh, skill stacking. Like when you stack mm. skills and like you do sales, <clears> marketing, and a third, like there is a point where you're just like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm be good. No yeah. What. So, yeah. There's also another thing too is like people don't understand how hard something is until they've done it. Yep. You know, like um, you can under, you can sort of hypothesize and conceptualize it's like, oh, that's that would be so hard. Like I look at Cirque du Soleil people. I can do a bunch of stuff, but I know enough of how hard it's been to be where I'm at. Yeah. And then look at what they do and go, holy crap. People that don't do anything close to what I do, like just, you know, average gym goers. Yeah. They call, like my nickname at pretty much most gyms I go to is Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> and I'm just like, bitch, I ain't even close to that. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But it's that ignorance that they don't even know what it's like to do a fraction of a step. Uh -huh. I know what it takes to do probably 8% of what these people can do. Yeah. And like, but even that, I have no idea how hard it is to be there. Yeah. And it's the same with like, you know, if we were to go back to zero, we know how hard it was to get here. Yeah. But we've made those, I guess, uh, 
neuron transmission connections that it's like go again yep you know yeah yeah i i think um yeah bro i think i think like for example like i don't know if you get this but it's like oh like it's not it's not hard to do a podcast i can i can just turn on the mic and just ask people a bunch of random questions but like crafting the conversation even like timing it even like knowing like what like earlier when you were like clipped that like when you already know like what <laughs> certain things like bro that's that stuff takes time people don't people don't get that yeah well that's what we're going through now like i'm teaching anna um how to find moments in podcasts mm-hmm. people don't that's, realize that that's, that's hard, hard. That's and really then hard. finding the moment and then making it more of a moment yeah like that you know what's you know? funny that that right there is like my selling point when I deal with clients, because they all they all say the same shit. They're like, "Oh, I can hire some kid overseas to do this shit for two dollars." And I'm like, "Yeah, do it, <laughs> do it." They can probably put the words on the on the clip, but they don't know American or English nuance enough to know what is the moment mm-hmm. and how to highlight that moment. Yeah, and then what to do with that moment. So I'm also, like, what's relevant from an empathetic level? Like, I mean, I know what clips benefit client or mm-hmm. the, the person opposite me i know what clips benefit me mm-hmm. i know what benefit what um also how you can cut it mm-hmm. i could cut to you listening and our listening face is always resting bitch face unless we have some <laughs> weird fucking smile yeah, yeah, yeah um but i could edit it to manipulate how someone perceives yep. either one of us yep. so if I want someone to laugh at something I said that you might not have laughed at that moment, yeah, yeah, I quickly yeah. cut to a different part that you <laughs> laugh and they go, fuck, what Blake said was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the opposite is like, because I've shown my wife sometimes, I'm like, watch how I change this whole clip with one one thing that I can slide in. Mm-hmm. And I cut to me just listening like this. All of a sudden, I I, I don't like what that person's saying. <laughs> Even though I'm listening and I'm enjoying it in here. Yeah. But it completely shifts how someone perceives the enjoy the thing. Like, you know, there's other little things too. Is like, all right, if I'm doing one that benefits my client, I also want to make sure that people see that they're on my podcast. So I'll quickly show them that I'm listening to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all those little things that people don't realize where I go, you're paying me and my team for this because here's our real goal mm-hmm. without making it look obvious. Mm-hmm. And as well, like talking on a podcast, it's like, I mean, you, you look back. I mean, I love watching my podcast back because there's so many moments where I'm like, shut up, Blake. Or, <laughs> you know, like, oh, that was really cool. Like, um, like hearing our conversation a second time. There's right. so much stuff I pick up where I'm like, fuck, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, I edited a clip for a client and then um, he watched it and he's like, now he was like, now I understand why girls on reality shows that say they edit it to make them look bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's a real thing. Yeah, you can you can really restructure reality. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> this is when I realized, like, I'm a massive advocate of people filming themselves if they can, like a podcast or even vlogging. Mm-hmm. And but then you have to go through the edit. Yeah. Because I'll, like, edit our vlogs back in the day. Mm-hmm. I see in between takes because mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, Stace, hurry up. <laughs> I know I'm annoyed, but I'm just like, oh, I can see how that's that's fucking rude. <laughs> and, like, I'd be editing and i come in and I'd be like, hey, I'm so sorry for today. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, good, you don't remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> third person is completely different, yeah. you know? But then again, it's like 
this is what I say to Stace. I'm like, just so you know, I'm recreating our history. Mm -hmm. It's not all accurate because you're going to watch back those moments and be like, oh, that happened. Mm. And I'm like, it actually never happened. Mm. But our brain starts, you know, like those that are um, piecing things together. Piecing yeah. things together. And it's like, oh, that, that definitely happened. Mm. And I go after a reminder, I'm like, just so you know, that's not actually <laughs> what happened. <laughs> but it was boring, the reality version. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Damn, bro. You make me want to vlog now, hearing you. I, dude, I vlog, come get involved in my shit, dude. I, I vlog now, but I vlog like, I vlog like, um, it's not my life. It's like my business life. So it's like I'll get off a sales call and I'll, then I'll vlog. I'll like, yeah. and I'll like pick it apart. I'm like, damn, I should do this. I should do that. Like when I when I close a good deal, I'll turn the camera on and talk. Like that's, I, I document more of my journey. Because like Carmosa yeah. said, I want to watch it in like 10 years. Like mm -hmm. when I hit my goals and shit. But I should vlog more like my day and stuff. It's so time consuming though. It is. Like, and that's what I was saying to my wife as well was I go to her, I'm like, me editing our vlogs isn't work. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid. It so when you're like, oh, you're always working. That doesn't you take that out of the equation. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, I am proactively making a memory, mm -hmm. and that takes so many hours. Like, no. like I said, the birth vlog, sixty hours of editing, like a week and a half of a standard job for one video that's fourteen minutes. Did you get paid off? Did you make money off that video? Nah, nah. It's like, so this is where we broke it down. So it's had like 80,000 views. It's got very good click-through rate, but it's got, the, this is where like the title doesn't align with the story. Uh, we okay. hook people in with the water birth and what, uh, but what the real story is, is the story leading up, like our relationship leading up to, at that moment, the pinnacle of our relationship of our first child's birth. Okay. So... That's really the story. So people are clicking on for the water birth, but then they're like, ah, oh, I didn't come with this story, and they skip right to the end. Mm. So like retention's terrible okay. in terms of the mass numbers mm -hmm. because they they didn't come for what they were given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you like you look at the the graph and it like dips off at it's funny, when I looked at the graph, I go, I know the moment they dipped off. <laughs> and it's the mo exact like to the second, I was like, boom, I fucking know. And they skip right to the water birth. Damn. But I'm not worried about it because, again, the people that are like my friends, family and stuff, they're just like, like I said, they cry. They're like, holy shit. Because what happens is it starts with the water birth and then like, I'm like, ah, sorry, guys. Just got to rewind to this. Like, okay. so it's like it, it kind of like, but again, I learned. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work <laughs> unless you pretense it. Um, but uh, what do you call it? Then it cuts in from because... Our daughter was born three years and eight hours after the minute that Stacey and I met, mm. which was weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, literally the same date, three years apart. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. freaky. Freaky shit. Yeah. Um, and then it goes through. So, as as she's in labor, like, you see her in labor at, my ha at our house, and it cuts between present day, a moment in our history, mm -hmm. and then as as that labor's developing, our you get taken through our relationship on those three years mm -hmm. until the pinnacle of the birth. But by the end of it, it's like people go like, "I feel like I've known you for three years." That was good. That was that's a really well. Uh, sounds like a really well edited story. I hope so. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch <laughs> it after this. <laughs> but it was like, it was again, I was like, you don't know that until you're in the editing suite. Yeah. Because I was like, originally it was linear. We met, we did this, we did that. And I was like, mm, one, too long, too, too boring. Yeah. And then also there was so much, what I realized was Stacy being in labor, there's a threshold of how long I can in, watch this before I'm uncomfortable and I, I'm not going to watch it anymore. Okay. So that's why the cut, I ended up doing the different strategy of instead of linear, it was boom, back, boom, back. It was, here's the next point of the labor. All right, you're getting uncomfortable. Don't worry, we'll go back to a good feeling. Labor again, get uncomfortable. Let's go back to another memory. Mm. And so I'm just constantly cutting out of that emotion that I don't want you to feel too much of because I know that you're just being like, oh, I'm out. That that is a that was a master class on what goes on in the mind of an editor, a video editor. <laughs> and people don't know, bro. People think it's easy. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is as well, like when you're in it, sometimes you don't like, there is a, a method of a level of empathy that you need to cut off your emotion, mm -hmm. which is fucking hard. Yeah. Cause like Stace was like, Blake, I just feel like you cut out too much of the labor. And I feel like, you know, people don't understand how hard it was. She was getting messages going, dude, some of that stuff was so hard to watch. Yeah. She's yeah, like, yeah. really? Yeah. She's like, you, you cut out 99% of it. I'm like, yeah, could you imagine if I kept in one more percent? That's double what they saw. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is the reason why a lot of uh, people shouldn't do their own content. Yeah. Because <laughs> you need someone else to do it so they can cut all that stuff out. Like, yeah. Because they're not emotionally invested in uh -huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, if they're too emotionally invested into into their own stuff and then they, oh, my hair's in my face or, oh, I got... And at the end of the day, it's like, bro, nobody cares. No one's even looking at that stuff. Mm. Like, just put it out. Bert Crasher does a good saying, like he was doing his movie or whatever, and he was watching it, and he's just like, oh, I did this, this, and this. And I think his wife said to him, it's because you were looking at yourself, mate. <laughs> well, she obviously didn't say mate, but she was like, no one else was looking at you. Yeah. And he was like, huh. <laughs> she goes, we're not cutting it, because she helps me with the edits yeah, and stuff. Yeah. She's like, we're not cutting it, because yeah. no one saw what you saw, Yeah, yeah. which is a common thing for a lot of people. Yeah, they get too in their head about it. Yeah. They care too much. <laughs> We better wrap it up. It's been like 2015, dude. Damn. <laughs> um, so <sighs> everyone, I can. I mean, look, I've I've been following you for a, a minute. Now yeah. I feel like hopefully we're friends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but definitely, like, look, his resume is insane. Um, it's funny. This is proof. Like, I don't view him as competition. Which oh yeah, no. It's 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 like what like Rogan says about the comedians. He's like, eh. Get them all on, get them sharing. Like, yeah. I, love, I love what you do too. Like, it's it's cool. I want to see more. Of what exactly? Just. I think like, because I've only really seen a lot of your, like the talking head stuff, mm -hmm. the the longer form. Um, I haven't had a chance, but just because it's not on your, your socials, I'd love to see like some other stuff you've got that's different outside of that. Because I, I know you do it for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I should share more of that. Um, I have a ton of it. I just don't post it. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I'll start, I'll start though. Yeah, and as far as like the the competition things, like bro, I feel like there's enough. There's so much work out there, dude. And at the end of the day, it's like we can't. Not no one person could take everybody as a client. Well, not only that, I want to do shit with you. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like like I said, like there's there's um, it's what's that saying? It's like if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I mean, 
even with my, my my editor and my friend, I'm always just like the 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 base Mr. Beast psychology, where he's like, if three of us make one mistake, we get three lessons. Mm-hmm. If one of us makes a mistake, I get one lesson. Mm. And it's like it's constant learning stuff, which is yeah. Because there's so much stuff that, I mean, I see what you talk about and I'm just like, fuck it. Like, you also articulate shit that I'm already thinking, but I'm like, fuck, that's so obvious <laughs> once he says it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's I've so I've, um, I've, uh, I've worked with enough, like, like entrepreneurs and business owners to know, like, they don't look at content the way we look at content. Mm. So, like, bro, so many times I'll, like, pitch something and they'll just shoot it down to where I got to learn, like, okay, I just got to <laughs> say it like this. Yeah. Or I got to articulate like that, so... That's where all that stuff comes in. And radio, too. So. And what's up? And radio. Radio, too. Radio taught me, like, uh, talking yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, um, oh, there's a guy who's on, he's Australian. He's Australian, but he's Japanese descent, I think. Yeah. Um, he's like a, he's on Instagram. His whole thing is about how to be a public speaker. Mm-hmm. He had a great one, which was, what was it? Record yourself talking. Mm-hmm. Then the homework is, it's like, you transcribe what you say. Have a look at how many ums, ahs, yeah, buts, and buts that don't serve what your speech is and highlight them. And okay. you'll be like, oh shit, that's a lot. Mm. The second thing is turn off the video and just listen. Is there a tonality? Is there just like you're talking kind of like this? Yep, yep, yep. And then he goes, then mute it and just watch it and see what you do. Like, yeah. Oh, why am I so still? What am I doing? My face, I look like I'm dead. Yeah. And he goes, then you get better at all those individual things and together you become this extremely good talker. It's funny. That's what I do. That's what I do for all my edits, like for all my client stuff. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. Like I'll listen, I'll listen to it uh, with no video and I'll just hear the audio. I'm like, okay, change this here, change that there. It sounds good. <clears throat> then I'll watch like the video on mute. Then I'll watch it uh, on mute again, but with the captions, and I'll read the captions, and if I can still follow along what you're saying, then it's, it's a good video. That's what I do. It takes it takes a little bit of time, but hey, it takes care. Yeah, works. that's actually a good piece of advice to end on. <laughs> do that, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I'll have your description and stuff in my in sorry, I'll have your details in my description. But for people who are listening while driving, how can they reach you? Uh, uh Lavo Life L A. L-A-V-O-E-L-I-F-E. And that's social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, website, everything. So, Wicked. Thanks, bro. And guys, make sure to subscribe just because. Otherwise, you know, it makes you a better lover. Okay. Bye. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs>